What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 21. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Adioye Jr. What's up, Greg? Sirens are on our end. God damn it. I was wondering if you could hear them. I don't Yeah, yeah we can't escape sirens in San Francisco. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're here recording from a house in this pandemic and sure as shit. Literally, Kevin's like, all right, intro starting. I hear the sirens start out there. You know what I mean? Hey, That's man. why we need a superhero, bless. That's what we exactly. need. Exactly. Where's our Batman? Here's let's, let's start right there, uh, bless. On what we a discussion filled episode of PS I Love You XOXO. Mm. Does it surprise you that there aren't more slash a successful real life superhero yet because i know there was a the whole thing i remember like the early 2000s That's a loaded there, question. there were these people who ran around in costumes and like they were on tv and people were like oh look at their superhero they're they're being heroes in their community sure i don't mean that i mean somebody who legitimately dresses as batman and like fucks somebody up who people fucks up. people up yeah i superhero kind of implies the existence of superpowers and i think sure. that's where things go wrong right sure. because like there are very few there are very few heroes that are batman or arrow or iron man right like those are those are those are heroes that created their their skill set themselves right like sure. those are people with either money or very strong hands that they can yeah. throw uh, yeah. Yeah. and so like you know superpowers as far as we understand as far as we know aren't necessarily a thing that exists as we understand them to exist sure. in superhero movies so then, okay okay i i i rescind the question and reformat it to be are you surprised there's not more costumed vigilantes I feel like there might be more. We just don't see them or hear about them. No, you right? hear like, about I feel like thing, Every time you hear about the real-life hero people that are dressing up, it's just a bunch of people who like to cosplay and like go out there and walk and patrol the streets. I'm talking about why isn't there somebody? And I'm not saying they, there needs to be. But, but I, where I, is I, the grabbler's counterpart? Where is the person who just wants to stop crime and is out there seeing drug deals and runs over there and throws stuff at people? I, I feel like then we get into the chicken and the egg situation because like for there to be a grabbler's counterpart, there has to be a grabbler. And as far as we understand, right, like the grabbler hasn't been active in quite some time. As far as you know, as far as you know, the grabbler hasn't been active. Yeah, we haven't seen the news stories. Um, And so, like, yeah, I I mean, I also think the thing is that, like, for it for for us to be able to read the news stories about the the costume vigilantes, they also have to be successful. And I think that's where the issue is: is that we're not getting enough successful superheroes. Exactly. I think a lot of them are 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 failures. A lot of the ones we see are are going out there and, and fucking up. I'm either getting hurt or or hurting others. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I don't keep my ear to the ground of a superhero vigilante uh, community. Sure, sure. But that's the vibe I get. Interesting. You know so the sad thing, Greg. What's that, Kev? What's that, Kev? There are real world supervillains. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Widow. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO each and every week. Blessing and I come together to nerd out about PlayStation with you. A whole bunch of you like that, and we like you for liking it. Remember, you can get the show over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, where you can submit all your questions, comments, concerns, your PSN profiles for our perusal. But most importantly, you can get the show ad free. You can get it along with the exclusive uh, post show we do each and every week. You can watch it live as we record it most days. Uh, we're doing it out of order uh, here in the States on Monday, our usual recording day that we have the day off it is memorial day right kevin mm-hmm. memorial day and labor day I, have, I struggle to keep straight yeah. memorial day starts the summer labor day ends the summer um so we're not recording on monday we're recording on friday which means that uh, if anything happens if there's big playstation news friday saturday sunday monday which are all holiday days from here on out plus we might have to record a pickup at some point and insert it i'm into down the show. okay well, so we're not I mean, doing it live very rarely happens on a Saturday or Sunday, but yeah. I feel like Monday is always usually a big a big news day. 
it's usually Tuesday morning. But like even for Monday, like Monday is a holiday here in America. Like PlayStation understands yeah. that they're not going to do nothing crazy. Not to mention like, if like something even, happens, I'm willing to answer the call. I'm willing okay, to be good. that vigilante for PlayStation. That's what we need. We need you out yeah. there in your outfit. Uh, of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way and support us on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, it's no big deal. You can get the show for free, youtube.com slash kind of funny. Of course, it has an ad. It doesn't have the post show. You can also get it on your MP3 service as of choice. Damn. Uh, my podcast service is around the globe uh, housekeeping for you uh, by the time you hear this guess what everybody it's kind of funhouse week we are doing a bunch Whoa. of crossover content with our friends at funhouse you can catch them on games daily you can catch them on we have cool friends you can catch us over on dude soup and let's plays and all sorts of things so uh, kind of funhouse week is all this week check out the crossover content thank you to our patreon producers uh mohammed mohammed momo uh al tribesman the predator james hastings i have no name for you uh sancho west gaming cody bakes the secret agent trent Barry, uh, Julian, the gluten-free gamer, Joseph O'Yusef, and Scott Radloff. Today, we're brought to you by our sponsors, Me Undies, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's start this episode of PSI Love You XOXO with a beer. Oh man, I didn't I didn't know this is coming this early. Man, let's do this it. Is, well, I mean, here's the thing, everybody. Like I said, it, it we are recording this 3:30 on a Friday afternoon. All right. That means, and don't get me wrong, there's plenty of stuff to talk about, as always. As, and I, I think it was last week I talked about how great the questions have been, right? Mm-hmm. Again, this week, just stellar. I can't, I can't, are you okay? Have you ever drank a White Claw before? Are you okay? No, I, I didn't realize how much it would fizzle. <laughs> so, like, I took, I took first White Claw. It's okay. Don't, you can admit it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, no, y'all gave great questions. But here's the thing. I didn't feel like going into the old rigmarole. Uh, Blessing's got a great uh, this week's X's and O's topic for us to go into here. But there was a question, I thought. Uh, would pair well with some alcohol and just sitting here oh. shooting this shit with you blessing all right so here first off bless cheers to you all right there cheers. you go there by you the go. way Get i can say I, I don't just have this white claw i have like four different drinks on my side of the screen i have uh this mango white claw i have uh coconut water just because oh, okay stay hydrated yeah sure. stay hydrated hydrated i have a uh, tea that i made that i put whiskey in okay this is a new thing i'm doing it's okay, a new I thing like i'm that. doing i've like so been rocking this and then i got a big old jug of water Wow. Okay. And so yeah, I'm, gonna... I'm I'm trying to get lit, but I'm also trying to like take care of lit. myself. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. I understand that. I understand that. Uh, Brandon H wrote in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can, and says, "As we approach the end of the generation, what are your favorite PlayStation Four memories?" And I thought it's Friday. It's beautiful. We are here on arguably what has to be close to being the eve of the announcement of the PlayStation 5 event. Where the fuck is it? What is going on? But at any moment that could drop that. By the way, that is what I'm always hinting at of like, if something happens, if over the weekend they announce finally, if something leaks, uh, but I thought to ease our ease us in here, you know, enjoy our thing here, kick up our heels, enjoy our Friday afternoon blessing. Have you cleared your mind and answered? What are your favorite PlayStation 4 memories? So you you kicked this question to me about an hour or so ago so I could get prepared for the show. And I had to like sit down and really think about it because if we're talking about PlayStation memories and PlayStation mm-hmm. moments, that goes beyond the games, right? Like that's yeah. not just game releases. That's just, that's moments in general, right? And yeah. I, for me, when I think of video game moments, I think of E3. And so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, one I immediately, the one I immediately went to when you asked this question was E3, I think 2015. It had to be 2015. Um, where it was like the, the this back to back to back slate of announce- announcements. It started off with uh, the Last Guardian. Then it went to um, 
uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the first unveiling to that uh, of that, and then there was Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then there was Shenmue Three. An E3 that like I, I believe blew us all away at the time. Oh yeah, that was the year of dreams, right? That's when uh, Tim flipped out there for the first time, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that was that was one of those ones where it felt like PlayStation couldn't lose. Like PlayStation had, uh, and I checked. Yeah, it's for sure E3 2015. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's the one where it felt like PlayStation was on top of the year, up on top of the world, right? Like the fact that they were able to to bust out so many juggernaut announcements at the at, at the same time, right? And and this is like throwing out uh like the reception of the games out the door because I know like Shenmue Three has. Oh yeah, no, no. Put yourself back to this moment, right? We're in yeah. this moment where you don't know how any of these games are going to shake out. Yeah, like hearing the words final fantasy 7 remake and seeing that cinematic you know was crazy for so many fans uh seeing seeing the return of the last guardian which had been missing for for forever what felt like forever because that was revealed for ps3 uh and they just went silent with it for so long seeing that return felt like magic uh seeing uh shenmue 3 felt like magic like there are so many moments in that e3 press press conference that for me made made that conference probably the most memorable e3 conference period yeah i'll I put mean, it up there for sure and i think you know what is so fascinating and funny to talk about because it, i want to give credit where credit is due you know brandon h's questions actual verbiage is as we approach the end of the generation what are your favorite playstation 4 playstation memories which i do as you're interpreting it and i think you know just to put it out there interprets both games and things surrounding playstation yeah and when you want to talk about what a crazy fucking life cycle the playstation 4 has been right and you can go for as far back as i think i would say that first e3 not the february event was cool for playstation 4 but the e3 right where it was jack trent and thrown hands you yeah. know what i mean just like, yeah. and like having to stop for the thunderous applause as they dunked all over microsoft's corpse like for you to bring up e3 2015 right and I, and I was like, oh, that was the start of Year of Dreams as we kept joking around about it, or Tim's kept joking around about it. You look at then E3 2016, right? And it was just as fucking ridiculous. Yep. It was at, the E3 2016 is when God of War is, re, is revealed, when we learn what God of War is, right? Where they open it up, and it is uh, out there, you know, Atreus, who we didn't know at the time, playing with his figures, and then the boy, and then walking in, what? and it's time to hunt, and everybody fucking flipping out about this game, right? And on top of that, uh, you know, Days Gone being revealed. Last Guardian gets a release date. Uh, uh, there's new, there's a whole bunch of trailers here. Resident Evil and VR. PlayStation VR gets a release date, right? Uh, yeah. th- and then they run through what the games were going to be for that. And again, remember, you know, whether you care about it or not, it was here's PlayStation VR's release date, and it's getting Star Wars Battlefront content. It's getting a brand new Batman game from Rocksteady, right? Uh, then it was uh, moving on and beyond that. Uh, where was it? Oh, the Spider Spider Man, right? They were Insomniac Games revealed the oh, Spider Man yeah. game coming exclusive to PlayStation 4. The original storyline will not will not be based on a upcoming Spider or Marvel film. Like it's hard to believe that that was there. And I, I remember that, right? Like, and I remember that being such a fucking moment. But yeah, like, and that was that was such a big thing too, that Spider Man reveal, because it was it was Insomniac and it was uh footage that we all assumed was like cutscene footage, which sure, that was right the big argument about out, it, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right after they were like, Oh yeah, no, this is gameplay, and everybody was like, This can't be gameplay. And sure enough, right, like that's how the gameplay is, right? Like the game is all about the ga- like the actual game has great parkour systems that work exactly yeah. as, as shown in that trailer. Like yeah. that that 20, 2016, honestly, like 2015 on, um, up until I guess their their last E3 press conference, which I believe was 2018 at this or 2017. 
No, it's 2018. Which yeah, one? 2018. Which they one was the one? 29. They only this was their second E3. They would have skipped in 2020. So 2018. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. This so is yeah, 2018. Movie between the the barn and the flute and everything else there. Yeah, like that, that 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 was the E3. That was like okay, this is for me. I was like, this is pretty cool, but but I, for the most part, it's kind of questionable for like the pacing of it and yeah. the overall announcements of it. Um, but like 2015, they really established something with what their E3 presence was. Um, it might still be if they if they ever come back to E3, like 2015, 2016, 2017, like those years for PlayStation and E3, and I guess 2013 also because 2013 was a was a banger E3. Like they had something uh, this generation with E3, uh, which kind of makes me sad that they're that they've stepped back from it. Um, oh, totally. it, it. Especially makes me sad thinking that like we might not, we might not actually get that again. Yeah. And that's the heartbreaker about it when you think of anything. And again, having this all wrapped up, even right now, I'm as we're talking about it, I feel like you have to. I've thrown up the kind of funny talks over the E3 2016 press conference, right? And I jumped ahead to just see the reaction of Spider-Man, right? And Tim losing his fucking mind as it starts. And how, as we all did, right? And as that audience did, <laughs> like, that's what is... Not, I don't want to say heartbreaking because obviously quarantine and COVID are a million problems of their own, right? With real issues and, that we always talk about. But it is this thing of like to imagine right now a PlayStation 5 reveal that doesn't have that live audience, that doesn't have, you know, that E3 mentality of everybody flipping out about the price or what it's going to be or the specs or some unannounced game. Like in person, uh, you know, in, in the room sucks. Like it's going to be great for reaction videos and I'm sure it's going to be awesome, whatever they show. But I love this idea because I still love getting those goosebumps watching this stuff. And I, and, I, and yeah. part of it is watching this stuff, but hearing the crowd. And, and I remember being in the crowd and being those uh, uh, reactionary people that were happening. I, I just sent Kevin a video, uh, a video from Eurogamer on YouTube that's called The Moment Sony Won E3 2013, uh, which if there's a way, uh, Kevin, you can pull that up. Because like, I think Kevin this encompasses... Uh, this video encompasses like the momentum that PlayStation 4 had from its launch up until now. Right, like it was that that one, two, three punch of Jack Trenton coming out and being like, "Oh, and this is also like for context, right?" Right after Microsoft went and Microsoft announced their price for the Xbox One, which is yeah, five hundred yeah. bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, my god, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kev, if you could press play. New titles on, in addition to creating an amazing library of new titles on PlayStation Four, we're equally focused on delivering what gamers want most. Kev's bringing up the volume and rewinding, I believe. But yeah, this is, I mean, what I'm talking about of Jack Trenton totally fucking dunking yeah. on Microsoft. Bye. I think the video is just extremely it, quiet. Man. It's the at 100%. Is extremely quiet? Yeah, That's fine. Sorry. If you can't bump it up, sorry, everybody. We tried. I can hear it pretty well. In addition to creating an amazing library of new titles on PlayStation 4, we're equally focused on delivering what gamers want most without imposing restrictions or devaluing their PS4 purchases. For instance, PlayStation 4 yeah, won't that. impose any new restrictions on the use of PS4 games. Which, they must have made the slide like the day oh uh, or the day before. <laughs> and like Can Jack Trent just like standing up there, just Can like we... taking it all in. And it's that thing where I think if you listen to it and it sounds soft on your end, like, I can't remember if I was in the room for this one. I think it's I was in the room for this one. But, like, it's deafening when you're in we a room like that. We believe in the model oh. that people embrace today with PlayStation 3 and continue to demand. Just heard you there. When a gamer buys a PS4 disc, 
they have the rights to use that copy of the game. I could have been the room, actually, but IGN still have me doing records. Sell it to another person, lend it to a friend, or keep it forever. Yeah. And, like, part part of this is the fact that Xbox kind of handed it over. Like, Xbox yeah. loved their, their uh, marketing so much that this is kind of a slam dunk. But oh, yeah. this still is such, a, such, a, such an amazing moment. And he, I love how he just lets it play. You know what I mean? Because, like, you you know, during these things, you want to keep going. But he just sits there and basks in, addition, in the applause the PlayStation cheering. PlayStation 4 disc-based games don't need to be connected online to play. <laughs> or for any type of authentication. If you enjoy playing single-player games offline, PS4 won't require you to check in online periodically. And it won't stop working if you haven't authenticated within 24 hours. <laughs> the laughs in the crowd, like the chuckles that they just know yeah. they're going for the jugular. I'm hoping this video. Now that I think about it, I'm not sure if this video includes the price. No, it doesn't. I guess. But yeah, that yeah, would he, right, right, really get there. Yeah, yeah. Right after that, though, he goes into like, yeah, the PS4 is also going to be four hundred dollars and all this stuff, and people people were going crazy. In the yeah, audience. if you didn't live that moment, if you don't remember that, that was the thing. And I remember uh, talking to people who are no longer at PlayStation, but were at PlayStation at the time, and were were in rehearsals and were working on that behind the scenes and having those conversations that, you know, they watched Microsoft's presentation earlier and were just like. It was one of those like slow fist pumps of like, oh, we fucking got them. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that they had all this built in, they didn't have to worry about it. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. some of the slides, you know, got whipped up or whatever. But for knowing already have their what their uh, layouts were, watching the reaction, everybody had to, what the Xbox One was at launch or what it was going to be at launch, where it was incredible for sure. Yeah, and then there's also that video of Shuhei and Adam Boys, uh, yeah, doing, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How, how to share games on PS4 thing. Yeah, which, which I, I, I. Love and I really wish they would have played during E3. It, it would have been such a break. It wouldn't have made any sense. Like the, the way they just did it was obviously great and perfect, and you know exactly what it needed to be. But I remember this is how I know I wasn't there because I remember watching it in that they posted that live when that got announced, and someone in the IGN war room sending it out. Like holy shit, look at this! Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just this victory dance on top of them, and that was like you know we always talk about first impressions. Especially, and it's, I think it's, it matters now more than ever as we get ready for Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, right? But you talk about first impressions and you look back at PlayStation 3 and it was, you know, 599 US dollars, Ridge Racer, Giant Enemy Crabs, you know, and like you'll get a second job kind of shit. And then you look at this one, uh, this generation, and it was PlayStation 4 admitting they were wrong or PlayStation admitting they were wrong about PS3 and PlayStation 4 would be better and then coming out and just like it, it's a knockout like there was no way i think for unless especially considering first party lineups there was no way xbox could come back from that the only way it could have yeah. worked is if they were in a different spot where i do believe they are now where you know they have what is it 12 or 13 studios of their own now that phil spencer's you know uh grown and, and given the resources and shown all the stuff to where i think xbox series x is going to have a very very interesting first party lineup whereas xbox one didn't as far as like big stage moments do you think we'll ever get that again like do you think we'll ever have an, an announcement like uh, like that again that feels that way, you know, with crowds cheering and all that stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, like, do you mean specifically about services and about like comparing yourself to the competitor, or do you just mean like an E three like, kind of? 
I'm talking about like that caliber of reaction from from fans about an announcement. Yes, a hundred percent. Because you figure it will, yeah, because it'll be about when they when it's Naughty Dog's logo splashes up and it is Nathan Drake or whoever, you know what I mean? And it is the new Uncharted or some shit like that. Like if you show that into a, an audience, if you show Spider-Man 2 to an audience, like you'll get that again. And I do think that like service-based stuff will be there if they, you know, if you announce a cool price or whatever. I don't know if it'll, it'll ne- I don't, I think that's one of those once in the industry kind of moment, like dunks on somebody else that I hadn't seen before. And I don't know if I'll ever see again, but I also don't know the way people compete now is way different than the way they did before. And it is more of a collaborative environment, even though obviously, you know, everybody wants their console to be sold, you know, be the one you buy. I still think that that was one of those moments that is such a perfect storm. And I think that kind of shit, we talk about that a lot, but there's very few examples that go above and beyond that in terms of like, look at what this was and the way they were able to pivot and they were able to come out just hours later, right after Xbox did their showcase and be like, actually, Here's what the future is going to be. And then, you know, and then on top of that, what I've always talked about, uh, you know, for Xbox to then back down on it and show that even they didn't believe in it. That's what I've always talked about with it, that I would have loved at this generation. Granted, I think the team they have now is great. I think where they're going with Series X is great. I would love the alternate universe where that happens and Xbox's response isn't to back down from it. They go, listen, we think we're ahead of the game on this and we're going to, we're going to prove to you this generation, why this family share plan always online, the way we're talking about, this is the right way to go. And in the end, it's going to be a better way than PlayStation. Hmm. Right. Like I think that would have been a a fascinating way to do it. Cause even for, and like one of the things I've always kicked around with you, right. Is like, I would love to go back and do a reacts to the PlayStation four February event to what the place, the first PlayStation four E3 conference, right. And see how many of the, predictions and games and things like that came true because even there where jack's like you know you never you don't have to be connected online it's like well you kind of did you know you have to go on at least the first time and say hey this is my master unit and like that was something people didn't know for a long time i remember when it was like a year and a half after the launch of playstation 4 and people were still like what the fuck i'm trying to play the 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 network's down or you know internet's down i can't play i'm like well yeah even though you think that you think that's your main unit, you have to tell the PlayStation Network that's your main unit. Like, and they've yeah. even gotten better with that now. When you turn, I think when you sign on and uh, attach account, things change like that. And also like day one patches and stuff. Like, yeah. we're, we're at a point now where video games have evolved and become so different than what they were uh, in 2013 that if you had that, if you, if you came out with the same messaging at this E3, which I guess I'll say in quotes this E3 since there's not yeah, yeah. this E3, but if you came out. Uh, this year and had similar messaging of hey yeah like your consoles are gonna are gonna be be continuously connected online like that's how they're gonna have to function like there'll probably be some backlash but definitely like nowhere near the backlash that there was in 2013 that that felt like a brand new idea that felt like a a thing that was kind of being imposed upon us um now it's kind of a thing where we kind of all accept it because for the most part we all play online games um we all we all interact with online services like there there are of course exceptions there are of course parts of the world yeah, where, there's outliers there's all sorts of stuff yeah, yeah. internet like isn't accessible in certain in certain places but like for the most part if you came out and said said the same thing it would be a lot easy a lot more easily digestible or digested by people yeah and i think again that's why i think it would be, <laughs> excuse me be interesting to see if xbox would have stayed the course you know what i mean how much would that have yeah. cost them in the long run because i think they made this you know, knee-jerk reaction again i don't think they believed in their own vision a knee-jerk reaction to get out of it and so then 
you were always playing catch up. Whereas if you would have said from the jump, this is why, and we're going to prove it matters to you, we're going to prove it works, would have been maybe a different ball of wax. Maybe it totally would have blown up and there wouldn't even be another Xbox. They'd be like, we're out of this business. It makes no money. I, I just sent Kevin another video of a different favorite PlayStation 4 memory that I have. Oh, he's already got it up. Kevin, let that play. What's impressive about that is while we were talking, Kevin sent me a photo on a text. That's a photo of a home run in pizza inside a grocer's freezer case. And it says, my local Lucky sells this now. Which is, I need to know that. You know how much I love my home running frozen pizzas, Kevin. It's just an interesting thing to drop in the middle of a show. Kevin, is your I, local I Lucky my local Lucky? Yeah, it's, it's the same Sweet. one. Uh, I kept forgetting to send it to you. And like right now, I, I was like, oh it. shit, there he is. I don't know if you're it's, aware that they send they sell them here. Uh, I wasn't aware they sell them at that Lucky's now. Okay, well, but, all right. Ready? Yeah. Play it. Jesus, remember this one too, yeah. いや、みんなさんと一緒に共有したいニュースがあります。そうですね。ノーディ、ノーディ。ノーディ。ノーディ。ノーディ。ノーディ。ノーディ。ノーディ。ノーディ。ノーディ。ノーディ。ノーディ
I think they flexed so hard in the beginning of the PlayStation 4 era, which with stuff like this, which was perfect. Within, like, like the first three years. Yeah, it, well, I mean, I'm talking about even at, like announcement, right? Of like what we just yeah. saw with Jack Trenton and now, as we'll see here, as uh, Kevin's going to play the 21 second video from She Would Out of Boys. This you is how it? you share your games on PS4. That kills on Shadowfall. Step one. <laughs> Sharing the game. Thanks. God, what a fucking so good. Joke. And that's the thing is they came out so hard on it and then they didn't really do it again because they didn't need to. And then I feel like they've just been on such an upward swing the entire way. And it's crazy yeah. to think about like PlayStation's dominance, uh, you know, the number of units sold, uh, the continuing uh, proliferation of their first party games. And then to sit here as we just did and talk about, all right, well, no, they skipped the C3 and they, or that would have been the C3. They skipped, skipped 2019. And in 2018, they showed Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for the most part, they've been showing for so long now the same games while still giving us, you know, new stuff here and there. But still showing they they shared their you know first party slate so early it seemed like and I'm I'm dropping Death Stranding in there too. Where remember when we saw that especially coming off that Andrew House video the first time we saw that then we kept seeing more of it not knowing what it was it seemed like that game was going to be even further out than it was. PlayStation laid out this roadmap and has been so successful that they haven't had to really adjust it or really tell you anything new about it. They've had no real pressure from uh, Xbox. To actually like shake them from that uh you know the rails they're on if that makes sense yeah and like i think the only thing that that, that would kind of shake them at this point might be like their own selves right like i, I like I, I don't necessarily see competition from xbox affecting how playstation operates in a major way like if xbox came out next generation and was super successful i don't think i don't think like xbox could come out and be so successful that sony goes like Oh fuck, we got to change things up. Oh shoot, we yeah. got to like we got we we got to change course course. I think the only thing that would make Sony do that at this point would be for somehow like the PS5 launch to go totally wrong. For them to go the way that Xbox did during their Xbox 1 launch, where it is you like figure- messaging is totally fucked up, you know, like the games aren't there, people are upset for whatever features that you put in there, right? This DRM stuff. Like I feel like that is the thing those are the things that would need to happen to make PlayStation go like, oh, shit, we need to like we need to rethink what we're doing right now. And I think, you know, we it, it goes back to what we talked about last week on PS. I love you. Right. Of like, does PlayStation first party studios or PlayStation studios take enough chances? And the answer, you know, is up for debate. And thank you so much for having those conversations with us on Twitter and comments and message boards. But the proof of it is PlayStation, as you said, uh, bless is defined you know what you're getting out of a playstation exclusive for the most part obviously there's outliers there's gran turismo there's all sorts of stuff but you know you're getting a story-based single player usually third person third person uh, adventure action adventure game right yeah and i think what you're talking about makes sense of is what what would xbox do to shake that up they want it hopefully they come out and compete in that same you know a uh, uh, landscape with the first parties they've picked up with the you know who they have with you know the coalition the initiative all these different studios that i think could come out and make really compelling uh third person action games or whatever they want to make but make exclusives that define what xbox is or what those first party lineups are and so in the same way as we talked last week, you know, this I, I do think the success of Uncharted putting Naughty Dog into a different stratosphere and then The Last of Us, you know, really being a slam dunk on top of that kind of influenced a lot of the studios as they looked around in terms what it will, what are they doing? What could we do? We can tell stories. We can focus more. We can make those kind of games. It would be the same thing here where 
if the industry blew a different direction and suddenly it was that not multiplayers, but co-op games we're just going to throw out there where maybe you start to see the part, the first parties pivot that way. But in the same way we can sit here and talk about how it fucking sucks that PlayStation Vita and uh, PlayStation VR don't have Naughty Dog games, don't have Sucker Punch games, right? That's a calculated bet because rather than take your studios and put them on unproven things, you let them do what they do best and you don't get in their way of that. And so rather than you know, do the, launch the PlayStation 5 and suddenly be like, everybody, we're going in this direction. You stay tried and true. You stay true to what they want to be and what they should be. And you let them make the creations they want to create. Now, of course, that means that you have to go and partner with other people to bring in, you know, the PlayStation VR games now that Vita's dead, goddammit. Uh, but, you know, you see the partnership with uh, Marvel games and you see Camouflage, where I know we'll talk about Iron Man VR in a little bit with the demo app, but you get, you get those kind of moves. You get you start having them support the systems and be weird. And then hopefully if that can all catch on and find an audience, then you can look at your first parties. And when they have an idea they think they want to do in VR, they do it. Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm actually going to rebuttal my own point uh, yeah, yeah, a okay. little bit. There, there was a tweet that I got last week uh, from at Carl Freemerman on Twitter. And they tweeted at me and they were like, on PSLW, you, you dismissively implied that Microsoft doesn't take risks with their games. How about Cuphead? Ori, Gears Tactics, Bleeding Edge, Minecraft Dungeons, and Grounded. Uh, and I responded, I responded, and I was like, you know what? That's a fair point. Like, in the in what I kind of just said, as far as like PlayStation n- not necessarily being affected by Xbox with what's go- like what they do going forward, as, as far as like them not necessarily feeling the, the pressure. I think if I think there is a way that the conversation could shift next generation if to what we're saying about PlayStation kind of have kind of us kind of knowing what to expect from PlayStation as far as the type of games PlayStation is making as far as their big uh their big titles if let's say 3 or 4 years into next generation the co- the conversation turns into yeah like PlayStation has those 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 big first party titles that are single player that we love but Xbox has a lot of variation in what their first party titles are does that then change things? Does that then put, put some pressure? Because like they do, like Xbox does have Halo and Gears, which is what I was mainly referencing last week when we were talking yeah. about how first party titles from all the, all the three big players are not really that risky when you look at kind of what they're doing, what their strategies are. Um, but to 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 uh, what that tweet I just read was kind of was kind of putting out, right? Like if it is Halo and Gears and uh, Sea of Thieves and Cuphead and Ori and and Bleeding Edge, uh, and Hellblade uh, Two: Seed Saga, right? And like, if 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 let's say four years into Xbox Series X, Microsoft's library starts looking more and more vibrant and more and more varied and more and more interesting. I wonder if that does make PlayStation take a step back and be like, "All right, yeah, let's start injecting something in, in, in here aside from what our main main goal is uh, with our Spider-Man's and our Horizons and our God of Wars." I hear you. I don't buy it because I feel like PlayStation is doing that as well like we're you're we're playing fast and loose here with what you're talking about first party for microsoft right like uh mdhr a cuphead developer is not owned by microsoft like granted mm-hmm. you know in the same way insomniac would argue with me that spider-man is a first party playstation game well fuck that doesn't work anymore but you understand the argument i was making when insomniac yeah. was uh, a third party traditionally making what you would call a second party game then telling me no it's a first party game because it's playstation you know making it through us you could make the argument that even though cuphead's come to tesla's and switch now right like it's all over the place in the same way i'm looking it up like moon studio moon studios isn't a isn't owned right they don't 
Moon Studio. I'm sorry, Moon Studio is the people behind Ori. They're not owned by Microsoft, are they? Oh, uh, yeah, they're independent. That's a good question. Hot I don't. Game founder, so. best known for this. Uh, Moon Studios is development. Okay, Moon Studio signed a development and distribution deal with Microsoft Game Studios for Ori and the Blind Forest. At E3, they announced this thing. Yeah, they're they're still independent though from everything I've ever heard. The studio, yeah, I I'm not yeah. sure if Ori is owned by them or Microsoft though. Yeah, they, they signed a development and distribution deal. That sounds like it would still be under the. It would be still be on lock from them or whatever, yeah. But yeah. I, now the thing about it though is like I think to talk about that with and say, oh, that could push PlayStation is again back to our argument of last week, which I don't want to go back on the road of. Of mm-hmm. is PlayStation different enough? Are they playing it too safe? Like we bring up these third party games, but then there are the concrete genies, which granted third person moving around doing stuff, but it's not Last of Us. It's, it's not. Yeah, those, it's different. Know, yeah, and you know, and then you could look into the other, you know second party but exclusive playstation games they've made when again we're talking about predator hunting grounds then or something like that where it's like no there are things that are being mixed up here that aren't the exact same you don't have to worry about it yeah which i then want to take and then i I know we're still we're still on the first question of uh of of this episode but i think this could be the entire episode i don't give a shit it's our show do whatever we want i still want to actually at some point i do want to talk about the best playstation 4 moments when it's to me and video game moments and things i love talking about well, the industry to talk to talk about a video game moment and talking about like i guess risks or like games that aren't the the third person single player action game until dawn for me is one of my favorite know. moments of the ps4 like for that for that game to come out and be so unexpectedly amazing and for it to have the reception that it got and for everybody to be all about it uh in that month that it came out like in in the months after and the years after it, it came out like for me that game was such a special moment as a playstation game oh man and I, I when i think about until dawn i'll never forget that psx where they played it on stage and we were in the oh, audience yeah. and when they came out and we're like we're gonna play it and they did it and it, it was that when the thing came up for hayden pettis area to run right or left or whatever and everybody was like what and it was like holy, and you could see the developers chuckle because they're like holy shit like this is going better than we could have possibly imagined and it was such a great example of what made psx special i mean you want to talk about playstation moments like or for playstation 4's generation 2 fucking psx right every one of them God, oh what yeah a great, what a great fucking oh, idea yeah i forgot but man. that it's moment in general right of like that's something you wouldn't get in the same way at e3 at e3 you do have that separation of i'm a press person i'm here to cover it and then there usually is the audience members and then there's the now i guess where we are too influencers i don't even know you know what i mean who are youtubers and don't have it but the amount of times you'll you i've been to press conferences and there's the moment where they hold for a pop and they don't get it because the front rows are all pressed and in the way back of the audience. And it just doesn't work that way. PSX being, Hey, this is a fan show. Like we're here for fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like I loved that PSX for the most part really didn't give like preferential treatment in terms of seating and stuff. I think I, we, the press might've like lined up, but then we were, I remember being just in with everybody else. I remember at some point signing, signing stuff so long that when I got in there, I just sat like, 30 rows back with a bunch of kind of funny best friends. Oh, I guess probably podcast beyond best friends at the time. Like that was awesome and cool. And it really summed up what that experience was. And man, PSX was amazing. And man, I wish they would would bring it back. And man, I know how fucked up that'll be now with everything else that's going to happen with this pandemic and how we live oh, life yeah. afterwards. But God, that was so much fun. Yeah. I remember attending so PSX and absolutely love it, loving it. Like I remember uh, the, the, the PSX I went to was PSX 2017 and yeah. that was actually the one where they were going hard in terms of pushing dreams. Uh, and it felt like a, if that was actually the PSX that really sold me on dreams as an idea and as a game. Because I remember 
they they had a whole section that was sectioned off for dreams and it was like a stage show where the developers were taking taking you through like the different things they can do in the game and I, re- I remember them one uh going through the music tool in the games and me being like oh shit like they have like a whole uh doll like a daw which is like a digital audio workspace i think is, is what the acronym is um and they're like we're going through it and, and showing you showing that that you could make music in it that i was like okay shoot that's incredible but then also I remember Shuhei Yoshida going 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 up on stage uh, and demoing with them, uh, and that being a thing of like, oh yeah, like not only is this thing deep and robust, but also like, and this isn't like me saying that Yosh- Shuhei Yoshida isn't isn't a developer or anything like that, but like you can call anyone up and like they can have they can have their own moment with it, and they can create what they want with it, and they, and they can they can kind of kind of form and and uh, create with it the way they want to. Like that that for me was kind of a, a magical moment uh, with PSX and Dreams. Hell yeah. Yeah, there's so many moments like that. But like I said, I want to talk about actual game moments. When you think about uh, I, when this question came in from Brandon H and I sat there and I was like, fuck, what are PlayStation 4 moments? Obviously, yeah, stuff from my career. And like, you know, I've always talked about going to the PlayStation 4 New York thing and getting like my, the, my PlayStation engraved or whatever. Like that was all dope. But the first one that came to mind was Spider-Man. And so now we'll talk about spoilers for the end of Spider-Man. If you haven't played Spider-Man, this is your chance to mute and jump ahead. I don't know how long, but whatever. But, you know, for as much crap as I gave Spider-Man uh, for playing it safe, right? Like, it was one of my critiques of it in the review is that I thought it was too much a, a by-the-book Spider-Man story in the way that, like, we saw Doc Ock becoming Doc Ock. And I was hoping that, like, oh, man, is, are they going to change that? Are they not going to do it? There's two moments at the end of that game that stand out to me so much in terms of holy fucking shit moments. And it's... Number one in the fight with Spy- uh, Doc, where he knocks you down right and calls you Parker, and and, and Spider Man has that moment of like you knew right, and it's that yeah. moment of like Peter's been going above and beyond this entire game to hide it from them, and you know Doc gave him this terrible like out of like oh yeah well clearly you're the guy who makes Spider Man's costume right like he knew he knew from that moment that Peter was Spider Man, but he still was like whatever I'll I'll let it go, and to get to that moment and have it be you knew and spider-man peter parker just fucking unload on him right because it it was that moment that worked for me so well in the story and in the game of up until this point you know that uh otto octavius likes peter parker and treats him like you know a son or you know a gifted student or whatever and so when doc ock is beating the shit out of spider-man it makes sense because he doesn't know it's him you would think it would be this big moment, right, of peeling your mask off and being like, I'm the guy you love. And him be like, holy shit, I need to rethink everything I've done. When in reality, it's just like, no, I'm still going to fucking kill you. Like, you're in the way of my plans. And so for yeah. Peter to be like, you knew the rage and fury that he unleashes after that in that fight, I felt. You know what I mean? Like, I understood in a rare instance, I feel like, uh, a turning point for a video game character where it was explained and set up so well and not beat i wasn't beaten over the head with it right like i wasn't expecting that i was expecting the but auto it's me and him be like oh shit i need to rethink everything i've done to have it instead be like you fucking knew now i'm gonna kill you <laughs> now i'm gonna beat the shit out of you old man and to go through and do that was so perfect especially when he was like a stand-in for uncle ben and then on top of that like i said the second moment is the death of aunt may yeah like you think that, of course, Spider-Man's going to pull through. This is the, you know, uh, their first thing. They're launching a franchise with it. Like, Aunt May is so crucial to that story. And to get there at the end and have to make that choice, right? Of Do you want to be selfish and be Peter Parker and save one person? Or do you want to be Spider-Man and save all of New York? 
it was so well done and again so understated i thought where yeah, that I like it didn't resonate as well as it should have for a while no i'm with you there and like the, I, I think the parallel of it to what you get with the traditional uncle ben story i think speaks loudly too because you think of what you get with uncle ben right it's usually it's usually peter uh kind of acting out and, and and neglecting the fact that there's like this this, this bad guy over here doing a thing right and like yeah. uncle ben's uncle ben's words of uh with great power comes great responsibility not resonating with him at that time right yeah. that then leads to the death of uncle ben which for for peter parker is a selfish selfish thing that paralleled with the fact that um now you're having a spider-man game end with the death of aunt may that is peter parker in that moment being selfless being being the most selfless that he has to uh yeah. in order to save the people save save i guess like what the community i can't remember how many people were like sick at the, i mean at New York. like you know i guess I mean? it like, was the whole city they wasn't it they have to like make it into a um antiviral but yeah like he has to make the most selfless act that he's made up up, up to this point and it costs the life of his aunt may which is like like such a great full circle kind of thing to do with that story yeah, and it's interesting to see where that'll put him in the next one. You know, I mean, when we get back to this story and we get back to this world that they created, like, you know, I think the Harry and Norman stuff's so interesting, but it is like, what kind of Spider-Man are we going to get? What kind of Peter are we going to get? What What is he feeling right now? Yeah. What about I, you for I, game moments that stand out? If we're, talking about, if, if we're talking about video game moments, I, I have to shout out the ending of Uncharted 4. Um, and not even like the, in the spoilers for Uncharted 4. I'll give you two seconds. <laughs> not the climactic uh battle between nathan and rafe uh but like the actual resolution the epilogue, of, right? yeah the epilogue where you flash forward and it's nate and it's elena and it's now their daughter right and you kind of have that moment with them and you have and they like after what four games i guess five games if you include the the vita game smart good job uh yeah it after after that long of having nathan drake be this this action character right be like this for me like this uh not bland or boring at all because nathan drake is, is super fun and i love nathan drake but like he he is action hero the person like that's kind of how i've always kind of viewed nathan drake like he is that um that not even typical but what i view an action hero to be right and so like sure. you, yeah. yeah and He's so you take dude, always got a joke cracks a punch and gets out of there gets the girl at the end yeah, and like makes it out of, out of every uh, dangerous situation at the nick of time, right? Yeah. You take that character that we've had for the last five games and you end Uncharted 4 with him actually having this moment with his family and, and, and him kind of having this uh, this come to home moment with Elena, right? Where like during the actual game, they're having this back and forth of, of not getting along. You kind of, you, you resolve that toward the end of the game and, and let him, I guess, rest at that point. Like, yeah. For me that 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 hit home with what Uncharted is. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think Uncharted 4 is definitely in, you know, obviously a special place in my heart for basically chronically my entire PlayStation professional career. But when I think of the moment from it, right? Yeah, I think of the reveal at home in, in the early part of the game of uh, you know, Nathan playing Crash Bandicoot. And oh, like yeah. how fucking crazy that was and like what the fuck this is insane this is awesome and then yeah at the end to bookend it with that right and uh, one of those moments where you're like what the fuck's happening this is great to then jump to the end yeah and have it be we start playing it again right after the fight you fade back in and it's you know it turns out to be his daughter playing the game like i thought that was such a brilliant move as well and yeah to then have them start telling the stories it, 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 uncharted like i feel lots of video games struggle to end struggle to land the plane 
right? Like it's the same thing I feel about a lot of movies where you finish a movie like that's the ending. Oh, geez, all right, cool. It was a fun journey up until that point, right? I feel like Uncharted Four is such a perfect conclusion to that world in that series in Nathan Drake's story, which of course is what you know Naughty Dog kept talking about ending. That way they can always make an Uncharted game one get one day. Uh, the ending there has never left me wanting more, if that makes sense. And I, I'll be down whenever, whoever, if it's Naughty Dog or if it's that rumored Sony, Sony San Diego Uncharted game, if those materialize, and I should say when, you'll get more Uncharted eventually. As long as it's not Nathan, I'm cool with it. Because I feel like Nathan and Elena and all of them, their story ended so perfectly that I don't need more from it. And I, 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 I don't really want to see Nate's daughter go do it. I think you could do it, but then I feel like you're going to inevitably have to have Nate step up and be the Sully character and while that could be cool, maybe years down the line be cool. Right now, I don't feel like doing that. I don't want to jump into that adventure. That's not how I want it to go. Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. Um, the other, uh, well, I mean, there's, we could go on all day, I'm sure. But for PlayStation 4 moments, because I think, you know, I was talking about trailers ruining stuff. You know, obviously now in the age of just people spoiling everything and spoilers, spoilers ruining stuff. Uh, I remember, and I don't think I will ever, ever forget. Again. God of War is being, you know, oh yeah, great. I don't. I see the trailer. It looks cool. It looks different. You know, it's it's very different. But I've never been a God of War guy. I've never been a Kratos guy. So it'll be interesting to see if this game can turn around and make me a Kratos guy. I go to L.A. I play the whatever it was two hour demo uh, that they set up from the you know the very beginning to when we walk in with the hog, and I was like, holy shit, this game's awesome. I can't wait for more of it. Getting it for review going to PAX East, playing it in the hotel room. If I wasn't on a panel at PAX East that year, I was in the hotel playing God of War so I can meet the actual uh, deadline. And the moment, again, not being a God of War person, but when the moment they start talking about the boy's sick, you know, he needs a, you'd have to go to, I think you have to go to hell, right? Or whatever. And and, and like, there's no, nobody knows of any weapon that could possibly fight that kind of, uh, that evil. And Kratos goes, yeah. I know of such a weapon. I remember oh, literally being like, holy shit, like putting the controller down and be like, oh my fucking God, oh my fucking God. And it was that thing of like, really, whatever. Yeah. And he leaves and he gets on the boat and you're just going down, right? And then what's uh, Athena pops back up and her statuesque form is talking shit to you. And it was like, are we really fucking about to do this? And you go all the way back to the house that you spent all this time getting away from and to go into the floorboards and crank them out and pick up the blades of chaos. I remember getting so emotional and being like, I don't even like the source material. (laughs) Like (laughs) this is how I know this game is on another level that it made me not only care about Kratos, not only care about the mythos that came before him feel this moment. Like I feel this fucking moment because again, you know, for to be lucky enough to play that game before the world and not have spoilers out there they did such a good job of being like this is the new thing this is what it is yada yada i never in my head even opened the possibility of like oh i'm gonna get the place of chaos and you know the way they laid out menus didn't make it look like oh there's another skill tree over there what am i gonna get there like that was among the coolest reveals i think i've ever been a part of in a video game where I'm playing it and just out of left field. It's like, this is what's going to happen. You're like, holy fucking shit. And you get it. And suddenly the game feels different and moves different, oh, yeah. at a different speed. I mean, that was, that was my big thing during that moment, because I remember getting to that moment too and being like, Oh snap. All right. I'm really going to have to like get this weapon. So I can go to, I think it was, I think it was Helheim. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to get this, get the, the blaze of chaos. And I remember playing 
uh the OG God of War well God of War is one and two not too many years ago right and so those games are kind of somewhat still fresh in my head uh and I remember getting getting the Blades of Chaos uh coming out of the house and then immediately going into a combat combat section yeah. and yeah. having that moment where I was like the combos are the same they've made they've somehow maintained like the same controls well not the control scheme but like the same combo system uh or similar-ish combo <clears throat> combo system from the original yeah. games like He's still doing like the same moves. It feels the same. It feels satisfying, and it feels like it feels rapid as you're doing it. The way that it felt felt in the PS2 games, like that was such uh, an incredible revelation for me when I got to that moment. Um, I found the one of the YouTube videos here. I'm trying to get it to the right spot to give to Kevin, so I have to watch too much because I want the I know of such a weapon. I got I got two as you're pulling pulling that up. I have two <laughs> other moments that. That, that came to mind that are I'm gonna say are are smaller moments uh from what I consider PlayStation games but uh the first one being Shadow Colossus which is like d- definitely a PlayStation game um but uh in in the PS4 remake the fifth Colossus which is Avion which uh for those listening if you play Shadow Colossus that is the cl- that's like the flying Colossus that uh it's the first flying one that you encounter that's like flying over the water in the PS4 remake having that moment uh with avion felt cooler like it it felt bigger than it, than it felt in the ps2 game which is like the biggest compliment that i could give it because uh for me the ps2 game was such a special game for me growing up uh and i remember having uh so many different moments with with each of the colossi and avion was one of those ones where i was like shoot this is like one of my favorite Coloss- colossi in this game like this one is cool uh the feeling of like gust of, of the wind that you get as you're like flying on top of it you know yeah. feels super dope the way that they maintain that and even make it feel cooler and, and, and feel even more dope in the PS4 version for me is like one of my ha, has been one of my favorite favorite moments uh, of this generation. And then another one, uh, The Witness, which I feel I like isn't that. as much of a PS4 game, but is still one that I kind of look at as a PS4 game because it came out, I believe it was a launch exclusive on the PS4. Uh, Might have been on PC also, but I remember that was that was a game that was at the uh, PS4 reveal. Um, I want to say. The witness, but yeah, the witness sounds right. It's been a yeah. Time. So, so and this is spoilers for the witness, which I know that not a crazy amount of people have played the witness. And so, like, fast forward maybe maybe thirty seconds if you don't want to hear spoilers. But <laughs> the witness being a puzzle game, of course, like a first person puzzle game where you're going through these different panels and you're like solving these line puzzles. Uh, the whole point of the game is that like it's a puzzle game, right? And you're doing these line puzzles and you're kind of doing that for like thirty hours at a time. There, there's a certain moment in that game and it happens in a different place for everyone where you take a step back and realize that the game, like the puzzles that you've been been doing in the game aren't just limited to these panels that you're looking at. Like there is a moment where you look at the environment and you see the puzzles that you've been looking at in the panels in the environment. And then you realize you can solve essentially like environmental puzzles using the same system that you've been using uh, through the through the panels. And for me, like that was such like a, a cool thing. Describing it probably doesn't sound as cool as it fe- as it felt in the moment. But essentially, like imagine like going up the stairs and looking like go- or going up going up a stairs. This is how it happened for me. I was going yeah. up uh, a set of stairs up to this temple, and as I was doing it, I stopped and I was like, "These stairs look familiar. These stairs look like these line puzzles that I've been solving." I took ten steps back, and then I brought up my uh like the um. I guess the UI, like the puzzle UI, because you can bring that up at any any time. And I start drawing on the world itself. Like for me, that's been one of the coolest moments I've had 
this whole gen this whole uh ps4 generation in a video game uh kevin i kicked you over the thing if it's just the conversation between uh, uh you got it there is a free and kratos sorry audio thing one more time give me two seconds the old thing you know what I mean? Plus, you ever heard that song? Uh, I'm not. I'm, it's see, I'm not even positive because the last time this happened, it was Benny. It was Benny Benassi's satisfaction. True, fair. I go ahead. The keeper that protects the bridge of the damned. I need its heart. Hell. The realm of the dead. Do you know it? Not this one. It is a land of oh. yielding gold. Fires cannot burn there, and no magic in all the nine realms can create a blaze. As for the dead, your frost axe will be useless. You'll need to find something else. Then I must return home. And then look at this, look at this. You know what I mean? Come the fuck Would stay buried. Who you were before doesn't matter. This boy is not your past, he is your son. And he needs his father. This rune opens the bridge to Helheim. When you are there, do not under any circumstances cross the bridge of the damned. There is no road back. Understand? I gotta replay oh. this game. Boy. I know, right? Hey, you must hurry. Through my garden, there's a path leading to my boat. Take it. Return home. Dig up your past. Do whatever you need to do. Just bring me back. It's so the good. Heart. It yeah. is. It's so fucking. Awesome. It's ridiculous how good this game is. And that's the thing, crazy thing about it is like not having played it since review. You know what I mean? But jumping back in and watching this stuff, just like the way you know, I mean, it gets and it gets so much praise for the single shot, move the camera around, and just spoke. Like, I was how no. fucking you know what I mean how much it brings you, you into this right moment to distrust the, the way they act right no like their quality not to me not for that I will keep him safe that's a mother's promise head nods if you're not a listener and then they give it to you right they let you have yeah. like again to talk about like video games versus movies or whatever to have control here and Hell to keep of all places you're <laughs> you all right brother but like you're I you're do what i must leave me be oh, it's, oh, okay. it's too late don't worry Sorry. but to let, like, let you have that control and move you to the boat and have you go through like you know what i mean like to have you yeah. be god the fucking game dude what a fucking game yeah no it's it <laughs> It's ridiculous how how good this game is, and also like I'm I remember the the one thing I will say about this moment is that when he said I I, I need to go home in yeah. my mind as I was playing the game I thought he meant Greece I thought he was going back to Greek mythology to get the blaze of chaos <laughs> and so for a second I was like oh snap all right here we go and when he went to like his actual home home I was like oh well I guess that makes sense also <laughs> yeah he's buried him under the the ground here or yeah. whatever it's like that's probably a smart thing to do with the blaze of chaos is to yeah. bury them. Yeah, try to tear him off and forget about your old life here. Start a new one. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. a fun game, dude. God, God of War is good. Uh, the other one I want to shout out uh, is one that I don't think you'd probably think of for me, at least, or in general, probably is uh, you're talking about best PlayStation Four moments, right? Uh, things that I'll always remember from this uh, PlayStation Four generation. Uh, everybody's golf. Oh like, yeah, that's a good one, dude. I was such a Hot Shots uh, golf fan. Uh, Open T on PSP. 
And even with Open T2, I thought they got away from it. You know, when they put out the Vita World Tour one, I didn't like it the way they were doing the star system. And I remember getting ready for everybody's golf and being like, all right, cool. It looks like they're going to do it. I like this character creation. That seems cool. And I remember getting that review code, installing it at my desk at work. And like after 20 minutes, I took off my headphones and turned around to Tim. And I was like, I'm almost in tears. And I wasn't being facetious. Like I was, I'm like, I'm so happy. They've done everything right. This is exactly what I wanted from this game. You know what I mean? Mm. Of creating your character, having these challenges, going through and earning these things. Like I was like, holy fuck, they did it. Like they, <laughs> they actually made this game exactly what I wanted it to be in the online. It turned out the online had a couple little things I didn't like, but no big deal about that. Like, just a, what a fucking game and i'll never forget that moment of playing it being and because that's so rare i feel where there's a game you can't wait for and you pop it in and you're not you're immediately rewarded and you're like this is it this is what i wanted it's not like yeah. a wait what are you doing here i think last of us part two is a great example. i gotta warm up to it we have no idea how that game is going to start are we going to jump in are we going to be turned around does it pick up where we or does it start where we want it to start does it start somewhere different like to get into that and going and feel it like like that's a special sauce to a video game, I think. And like God yeah. of War is a good example of it, of starting and just being into it, right? The way they do the game. I think for me, I for, I think that's me and Ratchet and Clank from twenty fifth or twenty sixteen. Um, the Ratchet and Clank remake. For me, as somebody who loved the original Ratchet and Clank growing up, uh, getting into the remake and seeing that not only is it a, a faithful uh, recreation of the original game, but also like it adds this extra stuff and also it looks beautiful and also like. There's all this, there's all this new content that also works well for it. Um, that was the game that immediately, as I as I started it, I was like, all right, this feels right. And as I continued playing it, I was like, all right, this is right. Like this is an, this this is the exact game uh, that I want from this. Blessing. I feel like we could go on this for another four hours if we wanted to. Oh yeah, dude, I got like ten more examples. I was gonna say, yeah. Do you what? What are your what are your main examples you want to hit? Or give me give me one more example above all as you approach the end of the generation what are your favorite playstation 4 moments oh man this is this is a lot of this is a lot of pressure i, I talk about this game a lot but i'm still gonna say it hellblade i fucking like if, if you want to talk about like a, a, a moment where like you know you, you talk about playing uh, everybody's golf and taking off your headphones and being like dude i can't believe like they, they did it right like this game is exactly what i wanted playing yeah. hellblade was somewhat similar but different because like hellblade i didn't know what i want right right hellblade was a game that i played after uh seeing reviews and, and me going oh this looks cool like people seem to like this i'm gonna try it out and by the time i finished that game i remember being like this is a game unlike any any other i played like this game truly <laughs> feels like an actual like unique experience from all all the th different th things they do within it right like the whole uh binaural audio thing with the with the with the voices speaking to you because you're you're playing you're playing as the main character who has psychosis, right? And so they try to simulate that the best they can. Yeah. You have that. You have the whole presentation of the game, just visually, and how they 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 use they use FFV, they use beautiful graphics, they use uh, excellent facial capture. I remember having a moment, probably about two hours in, where there's a cutscene, uh, one of the early pivotal moments of the game, where the main character is having this, I feel like descent into into madness is almost what you, sure. you'd want to call it. Uh, and the screen goes the screen goes black and she's kind of she's kind of suffering the moment and the screen goes black and then all you see is her face and it's just her kind of agonizing in pain and I, and I remember being like yo this might be one of the best performances i've seen in a video game and yeah. then later on learning that uh melina uh Jurgens, the actress 
had never acted in a video game before. Like she was the the uh, video editor at the yep. studio who was just asked to to play this part temporarily, and then ended up be, uh, ended up getting the full role of the part. Like that was the thing that blew my mind. But even in the moment, not even knowing that, I was still like, "Yo, this performance is off the chain. I've never seen anything like this." Uh, and that kind of reflects throughout my whole experience with Hellblade. Yeah, my final one I'd want to toss in before we move out, right, would be one with Big Kev Dog, and it's Firewall Zero Hour from PlayStation. Oh, VR, wow. Where Firewall Zero Hour was the same thing of, I remember, obviously, you know, I'm the PlayStation guy. Uh, I remember being at Judges Week and going to the PlayStation area, right, the PlayStation event, and they were doing Firewall. They were doing a bunch of PlayStation VR demos. And there was Firewall and there was Astrobot. And I remember playing Astrobot and being like, oh, man, this is a great platform. This is really cool. And then going playing Firewall and being like, then being like, it's going to control the way you think it's going to control. It's going to be Rainbow Six. It's going to be Rainbow Six in VR. It's going to be first person. Getting in there, having it work, talking to the other people around me. I think I had like Brad Shoemaker playing with me or whatever, you know, I had two other people and the developers and we're all running around having a great time shooting each other and being like, that was amazing. I was great. And I'm like, there's no way, right, that's going to work that way when you get it home. Like, clearly, this is one of those things where it's great in a demo with me and my friends hanging out really quick. It's like an evolved situation, right? Where it's like, we're all in the same room, great. When you're all spread out, it's not working as well. And when that game launched and getting home and putting it on, and I'll never, ever forget it. And I know it's a tired story for some, but me and Kevin are talking while we're setting up a game. And I kept turning and talking to Kevin's avatar. Because in the space, Kevin's avatar was standing right there. So I would turn, and it, it took me like, a minute of talking to him to start bust up laughing. Like, I can't believe I keep turning to acknowledge your real thing. But the way, you know, the headset was on, the mics built into it, the head, you know, just put on your headphones. You were there. We had the move attached or the, you know, uh, uh, the move guns. I always forget his name for some reason. Sharpshooter. Uh, and like being able to go in there, have it work. You know, you want to get behind cover, actually crouching down behind cover to really help it, you know, go. And the experiences we had, like that was one of those moments where, when I talk about the power of PlayStation VR and VR in general, that's not the top of the list, but near the top of just like, I always think about my problems with PC gaming and technology in general. My pet peeve is when technology doesn't work the way it's supposed to, when it's not plug and play, when it's, you know, it's, it's claims to be one thing and you do it. It's not to turn all that on and get in there and actually have it be exactly what we wanted it to be. That was incredible. Yeah, no, that's, that's super awesome. And like to that, to a similar point, I think that's kind of me with Astrobot, where like not that not as much not as much technology involved, but the fact that uh, Astrobot was a game that I played and, and was VR and was a thing that by the time I, I got a few levels in, I was like, yeah, like they figured it out. Like this is exactly what a VR game should be, and this is exactly how this should work. Like I remember having somewhat of a similar feeling of yeah, they nailed it. Blessing, Greg. We've given Brandon a lot of show, so I hope we answered. Yeah. Uh, before we jump into this week's X's and O's, I thought I'd tell you about our sponsor. This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by Me Undies. Ah, summertime dreaming. These are the days when visions of sunshine and surf dance through our heads, probably now more than ever, as we collectively mold into our couches. But we gotta keep the dream alive. Me Undies is committed to the cause by keeping you in a constant stream of uninterrupted, dream inducing undie 
comfort. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to hear it from me or Portillo. You know that I love MeUndies. I bought my first set of MeUndies, and guess what? Threw away the rest of my underwear, ordered MeUndies more. Uh, they've been with us forever. You know that. They've been a great sponsor forever. You know that. They don't mind when we record the ad uh, way later because something went wrong and you're holding a wiener dog and Lucy from GameSpot is over there on the couch. They don't mind at all. Uh, of course, MeUndies is made from micromodal uh, and irre- irresistibly soft, sustainable fabric that encases your nether regions in cloud comfort. Uh, it's magically made from trees. Another reason to give them a hug. Jen, how much you love your MeUndies? So much. We have it. We have the, Jen and I have the MeUndies onesies. Uh, we have the MeUndies underwear. We have the MeUndies lounge pants. Tim goes a step further and has the MeUndies t-shirt. Uh, we basically love MeUndies. If, uh, they have pet stuff too. I, should, I was going to say if they made underwear for dogs, that'd be a different thing. But actually, no, too late. You wanted to be in the ad portal. You're in the ad. You can't get out of it now. Uh, they have a whole bunch of buddy stuff you can get for your dog too as well. And you can match your dog and it's very, very cute. MeUndies are great. And again, basically what I'm saying is guess what? You need underwear. I wish you didn't either, man. I wish we could just go out there and Donald Duck it, but we can't. You need underwear. Go to MeUndies. Uh, right now, MeUndies has a special offer for my listeners. Any first-time purchasers get 15% off and free shipping. You got to give this super softness a try, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction t- guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. That's MeUndies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. You wanted to be in the ad, now you're in the ad. What are you going to do, Forty? All right, Blessing. What do you got in this week's X's and O's? Yeah. I'm surprised we're doing the X's and O's because this could be a long you show. You wanna, we, wanna, we have plenty of other things to talk about. I feel I like we just skipped X's and O's this week, honestly. Because I, I, like, th- honestly, for X's and O's, I had to like dig for an, for an article. Like, you know, we're doing this on Friday, and so yeah. there's not as much news happening. Uh, And I I know you want to say that. I also think we're in that weird right now. It's the calm before the storm. Yeah. Like there's, it's hard to like what, what PlayStation news are they going to talk about outside of like the sale they're doing? Cause they're waiting obviously for this going on. Uh, the PlayStation five event. Yeah. And so like, I'm not as passionate about the Exynos topic, but bury it in the ground. Fuck it. It's done. Bury it. Instead, let's talk about what you've been playing. Blessing. What you've been playing. Oh man. Where do I start? Uh, I, I, I restarted the last of us. How far? Uh, I am. I I hit that point where you you and uh, it's Joel and Ellie. They're they're in the car. Okay. They're driving. Yeah, they 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 take an exit and then they get jumped. Oh oh, like the, one of the one of those first trailers we all saw. Yeah, yeah from one of the yeah, first trailers. Yeah, yeah. What song they uh, played. Yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah that's a great that's fucking heavy but that's a great moment. So yeah, so that, that you've just gotten out of hanging out with Bill. Exactly. I just I I just finished Bill's stuff. Uh, and yeah, man, Last of Us is a great game. It's awesome. They nailed it. it, is, they, did, it is. they did the thing. Uh, it, I, I think the thing. Is this your second playthrough of all time? This is my third playthrough of all okay. time. I played it originally. I played it when it came to PS4, and now yeah, I'm playing it for the for the third time. Um, it almost feels weird saying this is my third playthrough because I I also played a lot of factions multiplayer. Like I probably played more multiplayer hours wise than than the single player, um, yeah. which has been an interesting thing. It's been an interesting thing coming back because I realized that I was having out had the issue where i started the new game and then i realized that my my um my aim and shoot were assigned to l1 and r1 and i was like huh why would that be the case and then i remembered that i had it set like that because i had played the original game on ps3 and on yeah. ps3 l1 oh, to aim r1 to shoot was the standard yeah, yeah and yeah, i was yeah. and that's God, actually the you actually remember that god yeah and like it's so weird that we all just stuck by it we were all, we were all like yeah this is right like you know, this is what we do I'm sure there were so many arguments of like it makes more sense of course this is how it should work 
Yeah, but really what it came down to was just that like the PS3 triggers oh, weren't did that great. Oh, did it. All right, fine. That's what it is. Great. Yeah. Uh, and so playing it now feels weird because like I started off using L1 and R1 as my aim and shoot. And uh, now that I'm like a few hours in, I was like, all right, it feels off. But like when I switch it to L2, R2, it also, also feels, feels off. off. Yeah. yeah. And so now I'm just committed yeah. to just doing L2, R2 now. And so that's where I'm at. Um, but yeah, aside from that, game's still great. Like uh, the, the, the thing that Actually, coming off the God of War conversation is actually interesting sure. because as I've been playing this game, I've been comparing it to God of War a lot in my head in the sense that I've always looked at The Last of Us as being like the pinnacle of the PlayStation uh, like ecosystem as far as first party games. And I still hold it up there, right? Last of Us is still like one of the best PlayStation games. In uh-huh. my head, I've always had it above God of War. Like even oh. after playing God of War, I, was, I, I still had Last of Us above God of War. And as I'm playing through Last of Us right now, I don't know if I have it above God of War anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say, like you feeling that, a little bit different now? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a little bit different because now that I'm playing it so many years removed, like I'm starting to like notice the things that I guess I didn't notice at the time because for 2013, Last of Us was such an incredible title and Last of Us oh, was yeah. such a, for, a forward thing. Not even I mean, thinking for the that end that. of the PlayStation 3's life cycle, right? Yeah, like when I, you look at, I'm being generous there. I'm being, I'm being a bit over generous. Sorry, but when you when you look at the amount of polish and the amount of lo- the amount of love that Naughty Dog put into the game, you look at the the visuals, you look at the character animations, you look at the cutscenes and the way they framed them. Right, a lot of the things that I love Last of Us for are also things that I love God of War for. Sure. Um, and they're also things that haven't aged and i'm not gonna say haven't aged well because last was actually you know still play it still plays fine like i still love it as i'm playing it today but i take it and i compare it to god of war and i'm like oh yeah man like god of war is basically doing like a lot of a a lot of similar things but because technology has come such a far such a long uh such a long way right like god of war is just doing it better um and so yeah like the hard thing about this stuff Especially yeah. you know, I mean, when you start, when we look back at games and talk about games and have those rose colored glasses to then go back and play them and see like, oh, right, there were the technical limitations and the way, you know, at the time we did, this is the best looking PlayStation 3 game. We don't know any better. You know what I mean? And then you play it on PlayStation 4 and it still looks be- great, but it doesn't look as good as God of War. I mean, we just saw God of War. And yeah. saw, you know, God of War looks incredible. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. As I'm playing through Last of Us, the in game i i you can you can clearly tell uh the cutscene graphics from the gameplay graphics like sure. there's a clear transition there's a clear cut of like oh yeah the cutscenes look amazing then you get into gameplay and it's like okay this looks good but it definitely doesn't look as good as cutscenes <laughs> uh which isn't really a, a, as much of a thing in god of war like god of war i don't even think you get that at all like god of war just looks no, incredible throughout yeah that's a transition right yeah exactly um and then you also get things of i so when I when I when I st- when I first started the Last of Us uh, for this playthrough, I started playing it on stream, and within the first hour, I was praising I was I was praising the game. I was praising Naughty Dog for how good they're able to guide the player, which they do a yeah. great job of, right? Like you think of that first ten minutes and how you know as you're playing uh, first as Sarah, but then switch over to Joel um, in the uh, before uh, yeah. the apocalypse portion, or I guess during the apocalypse portion, uh, the way that they guide you uh, to where you need to go. You know, Naughty Dog does such an excellent job of that. Playing it more and more, I'm getting to I'm getting to points where I'm like, all right, where am I supposed to go? Like, yeah. wh- what what is the signposting here? Like, I'm starting to see those design things that I think just as as video games have grown throughout the years, right? Like th- those things have gotten better to a point where now I'm going back to Last of Us and noticing 
places where they they could do better in that stuff. That was the uh, thing. So, playing, playing through it again with Nick, right? Uh, in our, you know, if Nick did an entire playthrough, just like he said he would, uh, yeah, when we did it on Patreon.com/slash kind of funny, uh, it's going up this week. Obviously, I think the uh, Tim's idea is to launch it at the same time the uh, Last of Us was supposed to come out before the the latest delay. Uh, but it was the same thing of running Twitch chat and having not played the game really since its launch in 2013, because like when it came to PlayStation 4, I started and I was like, you know what? No, I, I, I don't want to do this again uh, because it, the way it all I experienced it or whatever at the moment, I just wasn't there. And I, I now I want to before Last of Us 2, but I also just did it with Nick. Anyways, though, watching Nick play it and being in a different room than him and watching his stream and covering our stream and, t- and making jokes and keep like he would get to parts and be like, what do I do? And I'd look up and be like, fucking yeah it's like, i don't know like, like the like, room looks just like the other room i'm not 100 percent sure and like not having sticks to go out and actually like you know try the things and push on things it was so hard to try to talk him through it yeah the, that the first part where uh ellie can't swim and you have to figure out how to get ellie to a certain side uh of of uh, uh of the water i was yeah. like all right so where do I go to get like I know I need to get I know I need to get like the thing for for Ellie to float yeah, you on. Know exactly you know exactly. You just don't know how. Yeah, to do it. I hate that. you don't know how to do it. Like th- those are the things I'm noticing more and more. Um, but yeah, like overall, I'm still like enjoying the experience. It's interesting to, to re-experience the story of the game. Um, and yeah, like overall, like I'm still absolutely loving it. And I can't wait for the last of part two. Um, right. So I'm playing that. I've been playing a lot of apex legends which i know i talk about every week on the show the thing i want to highlight though is that yesterday as i was streaming this actually and this is yesterday as of the time of recording uh so thursday um as of the time thursday as, as of, I, well thursday is the time of recording this i'm losing it uh thursday when i was streaming with with andy and chloe on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games oh. uh we were playing apex and toward the end of our time playing i earned a trophy which was uh win a game as eight different legends and once i triggered that i was like huh i gotta check like let me see how many trophies i've gotten in this game okay. went and checked and i only have one trophy left oh you still do not know that you gotta I, know we, that. you gotta be on top of that i put in so many hours in apex legends that i just i just didn't realize and so You're for the love of the game yeah and so i was like oh shoot do, am i about to get the platinum yeah and then well, i realized I was- like I realized pretty quickly that there's no Apex Legends Platinum. And I was like, why isn't, why isn't there a Platinum? And then I was like, oh, oh it's probably because it's a free-to-play game. Which I wanted, to bring, I wanted to ask you, because you're the trophy expert. Has there been a free-to-play game that has gotten a Platinum trophy? Well, my, my mind immediately jumps to DC Universe Online having a Platinum. However, that's cheating because DC Universe Online started as not being uh, free-to-play. So... Let's dig into PSN profiles here. You jump into some games. Because what? Warframe free to play, right? Yeah, Warframe's free to play. Does Warframe have, have a platinum? Oh, we're checking. That's what we're up to. Because, oh, yeah, okay. like, I wouldn't know this. Yeah. Warframe doesn't, no. Let me check Black uh, Light Retribution. I'm betting, like I'm, I'm betting it doesn't. I remember, I'm trying to remember back to when this was actually, you know, topics of conversation. And it was like PSN games wouldn't get uh, platinums and experiences that they thought were too short wouldn't get platinums. Uh, oh, oh. Oh no, that doesn't count either. Oh. That's how they get you. Wait, so Marvel Heroes Omega, oh. Marvel Heroes Omega was in fact when Marvel Heroes started on PC, you did in fact need to. Uh, you could, I'm sorry, when Marvel when Marvel Heroes started on PC, you had to buy it. Then it transitioned to free to play. Did Marvel Heroes Omega start as free to play? 
That I don't know. Hmm. It must have. If it was already free to play, I guess on PC, it would have been free to play when it comes out. The ones I'm checking right now also don't have platinums. I checked for Blacklight Retribution. Because Marvel Heroes Omega definitely does have Marvel. Marvel Heroes Omega does have a platinum because there was that part of me that wanted to be a sick son of a bitch and get it before they went offline. Well, I don't even see Marvel Heroes on here anymore. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Marvel. No. Is, is Brawlhalla free to play? Yes. I think so. Uh, yeah, I just say yes and then I'm like, we'll, we'll sort it out afterwards. So Marvel yeah. Heroes Omega definitely has a platinum. Was Marvel Heroes always free to play? We'll go back here now. Marvel Heroes Omega beta launch trailer that doesn't help me marvel heroes announced trailer if the announced trailer announces it's free to play Mm. fighting people yeah okay okay well fuck that's on so what i'm seeing so brawlhalla is free to play i think brawlhalla might also have a platinum all right for so marvel heroes omega was in fact free to play it looks like from launch and it does have a platinum so interesting. So what you're saying is is Apex could indeed have a platinum. That would well, yeah. I mean, like, like it could have if they wanted to. The the this is from the Wikipedia. The game was renamed Marvel Heroes 2016 and 2016 on April 5th, 2017. A console version was announced to be in production at the time for both PlayStation and Xbox. That was branded as free to play under the Marvel Heroes Omega. So yeah, and there's it's okay. So then. Marvel Heroes and Mega, yes, was free to play and has a platinum. You're okay. saying Brawlhalla has is free to play and has a platinum, correct? Yes. I don't know if Brawlhalla started off as free to play though. I can't I can't speak to that. Brawlhalla video game. But as far as I'm seeing, it has a platinum. I mean, welcome to Brawlhalla. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do more research. PS4 free to play. You know, it's off the PlayStation. Off the PlayStation Store, Brawlhalla is a 2D platform fighter and is 100% free to play. So here, here's the PlayStation Brawlhalla PlayStation 4 announcement trailer. So, epic 2D fighting. Choose a legend. Offline or online, become a legend. This is, this is very riveting content. This is they want to see us hack the system and figure everything out. 2016. Yeah. I'm seeing people, yeah. Yes, I'm seeing okay. posts with Brawlhalla on the PlayStation uh, announcement trailer. Platinum. Brawlhalla is a 2D platform fighter and 100% free to play. So, ladies and gentlemen, I might just be a small town pizza lawyer, but as usual, it stands with the rule of PlayStation. They don't want you to ever have a platinum trophy, and I don't mean you, the player. I mean you, the developer. So, when you submit your game and you give, they say, "Give us trophies." You don't need a platinum. Lots of people just don't do anything. They just say, "Here's the fucking." trophy list and then they go away sometimes people say hey give me a platinum and playstation will say no what i've always been told is if you ask again playstation will just say yes so we have a huge problem here you're telling me apex legends doesn't have a platinum i am i am which wouldn't be a problem but but i would be about to get it if they did so it is a problem for me (laughs) march 11th 2019 why doesn't why apex Legends doesn't have a platinum trophy this is on the subreddit oh Somebody says it shouldn't really get a platinum tro- a platinum for like nine trophies. Free to play. I games mean, has not some free to play. They could patch more trophies in. 
they could patch more trophies in and out of platinum. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Blessing. I here's what you here's you know better than anybody. I don't play Apex Legends. Frankly, I don't like that you play so much Apex Legends. You don't play more Predator hunting grounds with me. However, I played for like hours last night. I and you're a really good Predator, by the way. I I, I complimented you. you on games. Yet. I will not stand for a trophy injustice. All right, I will not stand for a PlayStation trophy injustice. So we need to get on top of this. I think we're starting a hashtag ad campaign. Hold on, Platt. Oh, we're I mean, taking this further than I meant to. What if <laughs> what, you thought I was going to let this injustice stand? I just wanted to ask about free to play games and platinums, but I'm well, also down to start a revolution. So the hashtag is give apex a platinum. Oh, okay. Let's go. I agree here's with this. Right, here's here's a good idea. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. If I tweet right now, no one will know what's going on. It's Friday, 4.30 on a on a Friday. That doesn't make any sense. I'm going to put it in here. Okay. I wanted to, we're going to schedule a tweet right now, all right? And then I need everybody to go retweet this. It's time for an injustice to be corrected. I like this. Sounds a good tone. Yeah. Of course. Well, yeah. You, know, you don't come on too strong at PlayStation. And I, I, I hesitate to put Shu in here because he has nothing to do with it. But Shu gets things he won't get anything. At PlayStation, comma, do the right thing. And then hashtag give Apex a platinum. That's the hashtag we're going with. Give Apex a platinum. All right? Perfect. We're going to tag Vince Zampel in here too. All right? Because he'll yep. – he, he, okay. Don't now, know what to do. Now we're going to find a GIF and put an Apex GIF in. Now I'll have to describe the GIFs to you to understand. Oh, yeah. It's this guy who has a he stabs himself with a syringe in the head. It says, Let's go. Oh, that's Octane. Yeah. We're gonna put him in there. We're gonna use that as the GIF. And we're gonna schedule this now for Monday. Monday the 25th. No, no, wait, this this comes out on the 26th, right? Yeah, I was gonna say this episode comes out on Tuesday. May 26, 2020. We're gonna set it for what time this show people are gonna listen. Let's do noon 30. All right. All right, sounds good to me. All right, so everybody, Tuesday noon thirty, May sixth, a Monday, twelve thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Pacific Time. The tweet is going out. It's time for an injustice to be corrected. At PlayStation, do the right thing. Give Apex a platinum, and then we just put a- at Vince Zampella. I need everybody to go retweet that. Make this happen. Start the Give Apex a Platinum movement. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome, blessing. Thank you, Greg. I, I appreciate the support. This is the most support I think I've ever gotten. Have they added company. trophies to Apex ever? Like when they with their DLC? No. no, they've not. But like other games have done it. And so like oh, that's sure. not like do it. it's definitely a, it's definitely a thing about them caring rather than about them not being able to well, use it. Mean, if we can make the voice of the Apex PlayStation players heard, we have a shot at because, this. Because I will say, like, to the point that somebody just made in that subreddit that you, that you read, like, there aren't that many trophies in Apex. And yeah, so I understand, I understand the idea of do you want a platinum when there's only like nine trophies? But I mean, I do. Even if the, if they added it's 10 more trophies in a platinum, I'd still go for it. To, to cut you off, because I'm sure people in the comments will act like I, Greg's such an idiot because he doesn't know. I'm aware there's points assigned to trophies. So the point total for a, tro- a game without a platinum is different than a point total for a game with a platinum. I'm saying that Apex Legends is a huge fucking game. And I'm sure we can figure out how to get the DLC to have a platinum and f- figure it out and pad it out that way. All right? Yeah. We're doing it. It's happening. Um, blessing. While right. we were gone for one week, uh, something ha- came out. And it was the Iron Man VR demo. 
It and did. I was incredibly excited to see this because, as you know, since I took the uh, Iron Man VR demo, which you can all play now for free on PlayStation, and get the uh, Iron Man uh, Molten Lava Suit unlock, just by downloading it, that'll be on your final version of the game. Okay. Um, <laughs> since I played the demo, uh, what, a year ago, two years ago? Uh, no, I guess it would have been yeah one year ago and change with that first state of play uh man have i been all about that game and i've talked so much about it based on that first demo from whatever it was i think march 2019 that there's been that part of me of just like am i overhyping it did i like it as much is it still gonna stand up yada yada so downloaded the demo got into it today went and ran through it and holy fuck dude i think that game is fun you know what i mean like it's vr and it's so it's got like you know the load times are great between things and you know, it's, I don't want to say simplistic because I, I definitely need to get the flight controls down to actually feel like I'm uh, actually maneuvering correctly. But it's just so much fun to be in there and have, you know, thrusters on the triggers of the move, shooting with your repulsors on the move button themselves, uh, turn with your top two face buttons, and then uh, you can do superhero punches with your uh, bottom two face buttons. It's a simple control scheme, uh, difficult to master. You know, I, I, you know, I was doing it today, and it's my first time, like I said, doing it in more than a year. And you know, going through the Malibu obstacle course that teaches you flying, I did it in like you know a minute twenty, a minute thirty, and then it's like the camouflage with the developers, like time they've set is like thirty some seconds, which means that I obviously am not good at it now, but also that I'm sure the trophies are going to come down to a whole bunch of time travel shit that'll like drive me crazy, and I probably won't get the platinum because I'll die. But I have such a good time with that game. I can't wait to play it for an extended period of time. I can't wait to learn how to be better at it, learn how to fly better, learn how to shoot better. You know what I mean? But there's something about it, dude, of like every time it loads you into the scenario, right? And the HUD of the mask boots up and you see your breath from the inside and then like all your things come up and the eyes open and then it like pulls you into the scene and then you have your HUD up here for like the integrity of your armor you know you bring up your repulsors and you're uh, you see if they're overheating or whatever you see how to fly it's so interesting and granted I know it's just two levels and I could be setting myself up for a huge disappointment if it doesn't pay off but from those two levels the story they're telling the voice acting from uh, Josh Keaton and uh, Jennifer Hale like fuck dude god i can't wait to play this entire thing yeah i can't wait to try it like i've not gotten to, to try the demo i meant to try it out last night but uh we ended up playing predator, predator. so like you. duty called you gotta get it yeah i i'm at this point like i don't know if i should just wait to play it when it comes out or wait, should I, did you download it at least yet to get the, your hot I, magnitude <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I, I I've definitely downloaded it, and I okay. I, I downloaded it with the full intention of being like, okay, I'm gonna play this so I can talk about it on PS I Love You, but I yeah. did I, I didn't make the cut, and so I'm like, dude, do I just do I just wait now? Do I just wait to sure. to play sure. it when it comes out, just have the full experience all at once with my yeah. molten lava suit? There you go, yeah, yeah. It's so much fun to be Iron Man, and so yeah, I really, really, really hope that experience plays out the entire way because you know even right now it's a bit of a mix of shooting gallery for the aliens that pop up when the plane's going down and you're trying to fight them, and then you know a little bit of flying and stuff, but. I feel like they've put ceiling a floor and a ceiling on flying. So like even if you're not, you know, focusing on, you know, going forward or hovering, you still can't fall too far. You're still in the scene. You're still doing what you need to do. Uh, you know, and just wanting to be a superhero all the time, like flying up in the plane and the wings on fire, and you have to go up there and use your, you know, uh, fire uh, fire suppression outfit or whatever, you know, uh, tools or whatever. Yeah, it's it's really good you know i think graphics can be rough but it's playstation vr you know what i mean so it's like i don't know what you're looking for i'm grading yeah, on a different curve. Are. yeah but i'm having a great time with it so i really can't wait for more on that one what what would you say is the most graphically impressive psvr game 
Probably Resident Evil, right? Oh, I've I mean, not tried like, Resident Evil. If we're talking about straight up, like, oh yeah, I guess what, what? What? This sounds stupid. I know you're talking about graphics, but what kind of graphics are we talking about? Like, I think when you think of graphics, right? I think we all jump to a photo real, lost in the world, super experience. I think, I think in that time, in that uh, version of it, Resident Evil does it really well. I think Blood and Truth does facial animations better than anybody. You know what I mean? Watching people act, that was one of their big yeah. things. It. but like the environments can be kind of bare and we've talked about load times before um i think astrobot and moss are a different kind of graphics you know what i mean in terms of they have a yeah. style to them they have an art style that you're getting lost in and i would probably go astrobot above that in terms of bright you know how colorful and bright it is and all these things and that's not to say back to iron man that iron man looks bad but it is that thing of like you know you're at one point you start on a plane the plane side gets split open you get sucked out of it you know you get you, as you're falling you put on your iron man suit like in avengers which i think's fucking awesome like you know what i mean of falling yeah. and you hold out your hand and, it goes, and that's like there's there's a shit flying at you you have to shoot and blast it away like that's all rad um but again then you're just like in a giant skybox right so it's just you're falling through a giant blue sky with like weird clouds out there and shit you know what i mean um yeah it's i don't know if you're coming up and that's the thing about vr in general and i guess you know i'm sorry oculus quest and playstation vr what i'm experienced in uh vr in general right that you're not, usually not going there for this graphically amazing experience right it is instead the experience like i'm not playing any anything there thinking it's gonna be like half-life alex which was a very pretty game yeah but yeah i'm in vr dude i can't wait july can't get here soon enough and it's that weird thing of like that and i don't know why because this is gonna bite me in the ass i'm for sure but i am way more like oh man i would love a code for iron man vr than i am oh man i'd love a code for last of us and i 100 know last of us part two is going to be the better game i cannot wait to play last of us part two i'll be when last of us part two gets here i will devour it and sit here and just play it however iron man's the one where i'm like fuck i can't wait to do that and i think it's yeah. what we're talking about earlier on one of the other shows about this where it's like that's a new experience that's something i haven't done before i haven't been iron man for a whatever four six hour eight hour campaign right Versus in, yeah. I've been Joel and Ellie before. I know what that's going to fucking be. And I know it's going to be a bitch. Yeah. I mean, same, same exact thing for me in Ghost of Tsushima. Where, like, I I, I wish those those dates were flipped and I could play Ghost of Tsushima first. Because, I, I like, that's a game I'm really excited about and looking forward to. Because it's just more of an unknown quantity. Where Last of Us Part 2, like, I know I'm going to get something incredible. But I know yeah. what I'm going to get also. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then the other thing I was playing, uh, Blessing, because I don't know if you know this, Pong Quest, still a coward, no sign of it on the PlayStation Store after standing really? up last week for uh, 104 PSN games ranked, uh, is Man Eater. Uh, of course, the game that is a shark RPG or a shark RPG, as they keep putting in their press releases, that only really works when you see it, not when you try to read it aloud. Um, course this was my pick from last week for 104 psn games ranked if you've never caught this before each and every week we read through the drop on the playstation blog and each pick a different psn game to play the next week we report back and rank the games in one ridiculous list the rules are simple we can't pick the same game we can't pick something that's triple a and it should be something we were going to play anyway uh right now the top 10 looks like this and of total 37 games top 10 looks like this number one telling lies number two john wick hex number three streets of rage four number four undernight in birth uh number five hunt down number six row around guard my apologies number seven darwin project number eight hidden through time number nine Camico. number 10 foxy land two so yeah i've been playing man eater uh have you played this or seen this what's your experience with it blessing I've seen I've I've seen images of like promotion material for it. I've sure. seen people talk about it and talk about how much they enjoy it. 
all I know about it is that it is an open world shark game, and that th- like that's kind of where my knowledge kind of ends. And that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, it's a third person action RPG open world shark game where you go through as this shark, you eat fish, you eat other predators, you eat human beings. And as you do this, you fill in an XP meter leveling up. And then you, you know, uh, you move from being a baby shark to a uh, teen shark, to an adult shark, to a giant shark, to a bigger shark than that. Uh, you also, as you go through unlock new, uh, abilities and augments, I guess you could say, right? Like you have a sonar that gets more powerful. The first uh, unlock that I got that I think everybody gets is electric teeth. And as you're eating other animals, you're collecting resources that you can, or in people too, resources that you can in turn uh, use to power up these uh, uh, augments, these evolutions that you can use to, um, uh, you know, obviously level yourself up, make yourself more powerful and change all your equipment and, all, or, and stuff. It's a kooky, crazy idea um i think it's got an amazing presentation to it because it is trying it is telling you this narrative of like in the shark doesn't talk or anything but it's telling this narrative of like in the very beginning spoiler for a uh, man eater you're you're like a giant shark you're out there fucking people up you're killing stuff eventually you get caught though by this you know uh fishing boat captain and they tell it all through the lens of as if this that this fictional show man eater which is like deadliest catch so it's there's a narrator talking over and be like, oh, the shark's doing this, blah, 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 blah. But Captain Smithy or whatever the fuck his name is going to stop him. And then Captain Smithy will talk a little bit or whatever. Uh, he kills the, the big shark you're playing as, but finds out that shark's pregnant, pulls out the baby shark, scars it. So he'll always be able to tell which one it is and tosses it back in the water. Then you take over as that shark. And that's how you start playing and leveling up and, you know, having sharks or a creature like alligators are a big threat in the beginning because they're way bigger than you and they're higher level than you. And so it's about this cr- climb through that to become more powerful, to become the apex predator, to exact your revenge on this dude who killed your mom and carved you up and threw you back in the water kind of thing. And the voiceover is really funny for the narrator. Uh, I want to say it's one of the guys from SNL, but I, I actually meant to look at it and I didn't. Um, but it's really funny regardless that as you go through the game and you like it's you know how I am about Assassin's Creed and how I would say like, I love a good Ubisoft game, which is the checklist of, Hey, how many things can you do in this game? This game is that with sharks. So it is like, there are license plates to collect. There are random other things to go kill. There are uh, hidden signposts around the game that when you hit, they then tell you a story again in the thing of just like, Oh, here's where this thing was built over 16 years and then fell in the water. You know, the narrator's doing it and talking about what you do when you hit big story beats moments for it all that is a great presentation it sets up a really fun interesting world with a lot to do in it i just don't enjoy the combat portion of it which is a big part of this game and i've seen today you know with reviews posting and the review embargo being up like when we were on uh kind of funny games daily today the it it was a smattering with i think pc being highest and ps4 being lowest but we're hanging right around a 70 and GameSpot, uh ign both gave it sevens and that's where i am too and i have the same complaint of the combat isn't polished it's very frantic it is frustrating in the way that like for smaller stuff you you know you hit r2 and you swim up and you grab a fish and then you pound r2 to chomp 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 on the fish but when you're fighting like a big alligator or even the human beings it's this thing of you'll be locked onto them you'll come in for it you'll maybe nick them and then you go past them and then you have to spin the camera around find them again do that again sometimes you miss for no reason i wasn't i didn't think i was getting good feedback on why certain attacks were working, why certain ones weren't. So it just becomes this button mashing of 
I'm biting, I'm shooting in, I'm smacking with my tail, I'm trying to dodge roll out. I'd be, you know, and that's, you know, one-on-one, that's fine. But when there's three alligators, it's a pain in the ass. When I'm doing the mission, it's got like the Grand Theft Auto system of, I'm, I'm doing the mission, so I'm, you know, attacking all these people on the beach, which brings up my threat level, which then brings out other hunters to come find me. And so these hunters are like fucking trained marksmen that like are targeting me and it's like you know oh i gotta dodge roll to get away from them but as soon as i dodge roll there's another one doing it so i'm dodge rolling constantly trying to get close trying to jump up and get this thing it's like i like the game outside of this like i i i, I wish the combat was more polished to a part a point that i felt like i was doing the right things and getting better and enjoying it more like it is this thing of like when I get into a 1v1 thing, it's like, oh, I can do this, no problem. But when there's a million things up there, a million other guys trying to attack me, it's like, this isn't fun. Like, I'm not enjoying this. I feel like I'm out of control mm-hmm. rather than feel like I'm doing crazy things to be in control and finish it off. So for me, it, it didn't work. And I see, I've seen the entire spectrum where I feel like most of the reviews are right around here. I know Jared Petty and Snow Like Mike have been tweeting about how much they love it. So it's like, it's definitely, I, what I the way I described it a little bit to Tim today was like, it reminds me of Octodad in some ways where you start it and you're like, oh man, what a great idea. And then it's like, well, okay, how long can this go for? Like I enjoyed Octodad, yeah. but I only played like two or three levels of it where I was like, I don't need to keep doing this. It's kind of, it's kind of, but like Octodad I felt was for the most part forgiving in that where it was like, that was part of the bit of like, all right, cool. The level's not going to fuck you over. Just get, you know, you keep doing your thing, get the shit and get out. Whereas this one is the thing of like, I'm out of control. I have that much health left. I'm like, fuck, I got to try to swim away, find a fish to eat so this alligator doesn't eat my asshole. Nah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything everything I've seen and heard about it kind of gives me Goat Simulator vibes. But yep. the, the, yeah. the thing about Goat Simulator is that Goat Simulator didn't really have the, a gameplay loop. Like go, the whole the whole point of Goat Simulator is that you're fucking around the whole time. You're going through like these, these sandbox open worlds. Yeah. And the whole point of the game is to just fuck about as a goat. Uh, where like man eater as a game where you're playing as a shark and like you like you have you have combat that you're doing you have things that you're doing you have have a loop to it it sounds like it that could lead to it being a lot less interesting especially if the loop isn't satisfying yeah so for me it's nowhere near the top 10 of what we've been talking about what we've been playing so i mean comparing it to the games i've played it's where here's where it gets interesting where i'm like i think mosaic was a better game than man eater is then zombie army 4 dead war is where it's like hmm where do i want to go with that you <laughs> know do I think at number 15 is that better? Like, then it's got it. We have my next game after that is it came from Space and Ate Our Brains, which was like a run of the mill, uh, you know, twin stick shooter that I enjoyed. I just didn't feel challenged by. So, like, I don't want to go that low, even though I enjoy, I like, I, for the, when we're doing these ranks, it's like, what would I want to play again? Right. And I guess I'd rather play, if I'm being honest, yeah, I'd rather play Man Eater than Zombie Army 4. So then, yeah, it's it's below or it's above Zombie Army four, putting it at least fifteen. Biped is above that, which was one of your games. I don't know how you're feeling about my explanation here of the old man eater. Hmm. That's that's tough yeah, uh, right. because, like, for all for for all the things that you said that you have wrong with with man eater, like, I feel like. I can make similar cases for for biped as far as like the, like the things they got right versus the things where it felt like they kind of flubbed it. Like for biped, yeah. there the last couple of levels I just feel like didn't hit the mark for me. Uh, but like the overall idea was cool and the overall execution was 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 there for me. Okay, then I think it's below. I, it. I think we have to argue. Yeah, I think there. Yeah, I, I, I guess man eater in that case would yeah be below biped. There you go. Man eater enters the list at fifteen. Sorry, Snowbuck Mike. <laughs> what about you? 
So I for my 104 uh, game PSN games ranked, uh, I played Superhero X, which Kevin, I have a link. Was this knockoff as bad as it looked like when we could only find that one trailer? Craig, this might be the worst video game I've ever played in my life. Like I, I find it hard to believe you can make a video game worse than this video game. Like I know Black uh, Life of Black Tiger uh, was a thing, Uh, and like I. I didn't see much gameplay of Black and, uh, Black and Life Tiger. Life of Black Tiger, uh, when that was originally coming out, because I didn't really care to watch gameplay of a bad game. Sure. Um, Kevin, I just sent you the link. Yeah, but it's... Or that was you. So, I went through a whole journey with Superhero X. Greg, I can't wait. Because, because, because like... It look like? Is it the one? Is it Wolverine's body and Batman's head? Yes and no. I, I guess that was the mobile version that they ported to console, oh, possibly. But like, I never got to the I never got to the point where I could get Wolverine's body on Spider or Sp- Wolverine's head on Spider Man. Whatever the thing was, yeah. Whatever the combination was, I I was never able to get to that point. Kevin, is this it? What is this? Uh, that's what you sent so, me. Is that what I sent? What did I? What did I send you? I, I sent you a link to the PlayStation Store. Yeah. This is the full no, screen is, of the video. I, just, I clicked through too. This is it. It's just this is the start of. Like, oh, the this is the video. Okay. You don't want this? No, go for it. Yeah, no, no, play this. Yeah, right, stop complaining. All right, let me nap. Let me see it. Is it, not like a, is it not like a 1080? Oh, never mind. You're right. It is. is it? Superhero X rated G. Oh no. Yeah. So this is the gameplay, right? Where oh, it's, it's a, oh my god. Yeah. So this is a 2.5D uh, fighting game where the theme is supposed to be like. Your superheroes, and your and your fight. That's really that's really the extent of it. Like, there's not really much of a story. Okay. There's not okay. really much of an ex- explanation of oh what's going God, on. Is that Megamind? Uh, that looks like Megamind. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah. Mary knockoff Megamind. God. Create your own, own fighter. Burster. So yeah, oh more fighting going on. Girl 19. So notice how like they're moving left and right, but their feet aren't like moving. Yeah. Oh no. Like they're they're basically gliding around. Um, oh. And somehow, Is that like Black Panther, we're we're watching trailer of we're we're watching footage of very bad gameplay. From oh the man, trailer. I didn't cut Somehow the footage, gameplay sorry. when you're actually playing it is worse. Jesus, like God. none none of this feels right as you're doing it. I swear to God, I pressed triangle and my character did like three different things each time. Like there's no consistency as to like how the game controls. Uh, you get like no sense of consistency from like health being drained or anything like everything feels so just like plastered together and just like like just, just thrown together that it, it i don't understand how they got to the ps store with this game to the playstation store with this game i don't understand how this is a thing that is being sold also my journey toward playing this game i should i should mention right like because for these games usually I'll, I'll try and reach out for a code or try to see what yeah, contact yeah. somebody for for maybe a good 30 minutes to an hour i tried to like search and figure out who makes this game basically the thing i came down to was uh this game was developed by uh where is it i'm on the ps store page right now x xco games llc which i believe is one dude um i couldn't find an email i couldn't find anything all i found was a linkedin page for for the guy um and so like there was really no way to contact him i then ended up finding after doing like much more research which if i was to try and pull it up now i probably couldn't i found the website for for xco games okay uh and the website's also broken like the website is also so bad that it just doesn't function gotcha. and so i was like all right cool like i'm not gonna request the code instead i'll just buy the game uh the game is 30 bucks it's a 30 dollar <laughs> game 
which I actually felt bad about spending because like looking at the trailer, I was like, this game might possibly break my PS4. Like this game doesn't look like it's supposed to be here. That's um, incredible. Yeah. And so upon like starting up the game and upon playing the game, uh, like I said, you can create your own character. It's superhero themed. The thing that got me though is that uh, there are four, there, there are not, not four, five different movesets that you can choose from. And they're all mar- they're martial arts styles. And so okay. like you start off with the first two unlocked already. Uh, and those styles being like things like boxing and like some other martial arts style. I can't remember. But like things that definitely have nothing to do with being a superhero. Uh, <laughs> there's not really much customization in your moveset for a game that is all about like create your own 2.5D fighter. Like legit every single feature and every single like thing i tried to do in this game went wrong somehow um and so like that's my whole review of this game that's the it's the worst game video game i've ever played in my life all right wow fuck dude is it so it's the bottom of the list then yeah it's number 39 okay 39 everybody superhero x god damn that uh, you took a chance I, on that one and it uh didn't pay off no it did not it did not pay off at all in fact i need i need to figure out how to expense this thing no, no, we won't be. We won't be. We won't be <laughs> that. Don't worry about. It. Uh, it's time to pick next week's poison, ladies and gentlemen. We're on the drop right now over on the PlayStation blog, where Justin from the PlayStation Blogcast has listed it. Uh, blessing. It is an even day because, of course, we're recording on Friday, meaning you get to pick this week number one. Uh, I'll start the read. Uh, Atomicrops comes to PlayStation Four digitally out May twenty eighth. Modern city life got you down. Well, you've just inherited your late uncle's farm. Time to pack your bags and start fresh in the peaceful countryside. What could possibly go wrong? A near a nuclear apocalypse. That's what. Uh, now you're in a hellscape wasteland, defending the last surviving source of sustenance, your crops. And every mutant wants a piece. Uh, Bug Fables is coming to PS4 Digital out May 28th. Follow V, Kabu, and Leaf as they uncover the secrets of the land of Bulgaria. Explore and combine your team's abilities to solve puzzles, defeat powerful enemies, and find ancient treasures. Castle Pals comes to PlayStation 4 digitally. One night, Kylie and Owen stumble upon creepy Castle Pukapik and decide to uncover its secrets. Nothing could possibly go wrong, could it? Play as two different characters. Punch your way through enemies with Kylie and fly above your enemies while avoiding traps as Owen. Genetic Disaster is coming out on PS4 Digital. Uh, Absurd guns, crazy characters, instant instant fun, and accidental friendly fire in this co-op action game. Upgrade your hero to build your own gameplay style and combine different ones to create the perfect team if you play with friends. Don't feel like cooperating? A special PvP arena is also available. The game's motto, quote, cooperate, but not too much. Hotel R&R comes to PlayStation VR digitally May 28th. Uh, Hotel R&R is the gonzo VR rockstar simulator that encourages bad behavior. Sell your soul to the devil, smash up hotel rooms, and become infamous. Pressure from hotel staff and your own limp wrists are against you. But with over 36 weapons and a world tour ahead of you, it's time to get creative. Let's Sing 2020 is coming to PS4 Digital. Uh, It all begins with the first tone. Sing as a solo superstar or perform with your crew and friends to rock every party. Let's Sing 2020 offers a great variety and and has hits for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Little Miss Fortune comes to PlayStation 4 Digitally May 29th. Little Miss Fortune is an interactive story focused on exploration and characters, both sweet and dark, where your choices have consequences. Led by her new friend, Mr. Voice, they venture into the woods where mysteries are unraveled and a little bit of bad luck unfolds. Just a little. (laughs) Many Faces is coming to PS4 Digital. Uh, make the Many Face King pay for your wake, 
pay for waking you from your beauty sleep. Many Faces is a multi-directional shooter inspired by arcade classics, combining single-screen action with randomized stages that will keep keep that will constantly keep you on your toes. Minecraft Dungeons comes to PlayStation 4. Fight your way through all new action adventure game inspired by classic dungeon crawlers and set in the Minecraft universe. The Hero Edition includes a hero cape, two player skins, and a chicken pet. Uh, it also includes two DLC packs when they become available. Greg, Pong Quest is going to PS4 Digital. You're not getting me again. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we've read we've read the description on the show. Yeah, we read it. I mean, like, remember the idea with Pong Quest is I didn't pick another game last week, so I still need to do Pong Quest. So if Pong Quest really comes out, it is going to happen. But I have to pick one in addition this week as well. Perfect. So Pong Quest, there you go. All right, Rune Lord, PlayStation Four digitally. A portal has opened, and dark magic is pouring through. Only you can close the gateway and defeat the evil ice golem. But you need to hurry. Time is short. Shantae and the Seven Sirens coming to PS4 Digital. Uh, Shantae is back in an all-new tropical adventure. In her, in her fifth outing, the half-genie hero uh, gains new fusion magic abilities to explore a vast sunken city, makes new half-genie friends, and battles the, the Seven Sirens in her biggest, most thrilling quest yet. Those Who Remain comes out to PlayStation 4 digitally May 28th. Uh, as the lights go out, the embers of darkness are stoked in the sleepy town of Dormont. Uh, confront uncomfortable horrors keep your sanity in check and survive the night in this story-driven first-person psychological thriller oh this is the name uh <laughs> let me let me sound it out utawa rirumono utawa rirumono uh prelude to the fall and it's coming to ps4 and ps uh ps vita uh discover the first chapter of a tale of a tale years in the making haku haku olao haku olao Hakuolo, a man with no memories, must find his place in a strange new world and embrace the destiny that awaits him. And finally, Wizards, Wand of Epicosity. Epic, it's like epic, but epicosity. Uh, PlayStation 4, digitally, May 27th. Uh, when the Wizard of Darkness awakened, it was up to one man to defeat him. When that man was accidentally killed by one idiot, Tobuscus, uh, the responsibility of becoming an awesome wizard fell on him by default. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr., so, what? Greg, you mentioned that that it, it's an even one, but are we doing this by episode numbers? Wouldn't this be you if this is episode 21? Oh, are we? I thought we did it by the date. How do we do it by the date? It's even and odd by episodes numbers. I thought yeah, it was that's by the was... date. I thought we did it by the date. I don't know. I so thought, you, so you were thinking May 22nd. Yeah. And then tomorrow, I ne- next one. You guys be... are idiots too. That means you guys are idiots too because every time I've said it, it's it's lined up and no one's questioned me. I guess. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just lined up. Lined up You're up so dumb. I hate you. It probably hasn't lined up at times, and no one's called me on it. So you can definitely call me on the even odd thing. Oh man, I wasn't prepared. Well, I mean. I feel like I've painted myself in my corner with my own dumb rules, right? Where Minecraft Dungeons is a game I've been excited about for a while. So I can't pick it, period. I've said that. I won't change it. Pawn Quest, I got to play. Um, there's a bunch of interesting things, but you want to know what's really calling my name? Rune Lord. What's that? Oh. It just looks like Puzzle Quest. Like you look, I mean, I'm going off the graph. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's just a map. Yeah, here you go. Rune Lord gameplay on YouTube. Made with Unity. Yeah, I'm just matching colors. It's just a match three thing. So I mean, I there's not there's not many ways crap. that can go wrong. Yeah, but it's kind of a crappy. I don't want to just like. I mean, I I'm interested in match three games, but what uh, next week I'm going to tell you it's a match three game. You kind of already know. If, you know what I mean? If it works, you, you like it. Those two remain sounds interesting. As the lights go out, the embers of darkness are stoked in the sleepy town of Dormont. 
confront uncomfortable horrors, keep your sanity in check, and survive the night in this story-driven first-person psychological thriller. Eh, I probably wouldn't play all the way through it. Mm, Little Misfortune sounds interesting. I mean, I'm an idiot. Let's sing, let's sing sound interesting. I don't like the VR games that are just smashed it. So Hotel R&R doesn't really do it for me. Oh, this is on. a this week is kind of not doing it for me as a whole. If I'm being honest, I'm gonna do Rune Lord. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with my guns. Do Rune, Rune Lord. As I was, well, I let the gameplay roll over here. There's apparently cards, so it's more than just matching three. There's stuff going on. <coughs> I'm gonna go with Castle Pads or Castle Pals. Um, that's the one where you're play, you're playing as two different characters in Castle Pukapik. Uh, I. I like the fact that at this point I couldn't tell you what genre this game is, and so like <laughs> I'm mainly picking it so I could be surprised because this are, game has like a fun personality. Yeah, you are from definitely the, from the not afraid to just dive in. You just dive in all the way. You know what I mean? You're not worried about what's like, gonna happen. Nothing else here is, is big to me. Like Hotel R and R. Like I, I'm not in the mood really to 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 hook up my VR. Sure. Um, and then let's sing. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sing right now. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing in my room alone. Yeah, I'm gonna sing about huh? Now, do you want me to show you what Castle Palace looks like, or? Yes, please. Here we go. I would like to see it. Now, I, this is this might bad. be a phone version of yes, it. Yes, this is. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a touchscreen uh, iOS version of it. it. I mean, it already looks. That doesn't matter. It, doesn't it matter. looks better than Superhero X already, and so yeah, like, no. <laughs> I'm into it. I don't know if it can get worse than Superhero X. I can't believe uh, I spent thirty bucks on that. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. To close out this episode of PSI Love You XOXO, let's blow the dust off an old segment we call PlayStation's Greatest Hits. Uh, When we started here, you said for 10 episodes, we should go through and talk about the PlayStation Game of the Year from each decade, uh, or to round out the decade here, right? So we started in 2010, and we've now come to 2018, meaning we've taken a bunch of weeks off, but we're almost there, right? Um, Right now, the PlayStation's Greatest Hits we've assembled look like this. For 2010, you picked Heavy Rain. I picked Peace Walker. For 2011, I picked uh, Uncharted 3. You picked Portal 2. For 2012, it was unanimous. We picked Persona 4 Golden. For 2013, I picked The Last of Us. You picked GTA 5. 2014, we both picked South Park, The Stick of Truth. 2015, we both picked Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. 2016, you picked Overwatch like a weirdo, and I picked Uncharted 4. And then 2017, you picked Nier. I picked Horizon. We have now you come. You know, uh, Overwatch has a ten out of ten on IGN. I don't think Uncharted Four has that. Well, you know what? They just had to go ahead and go back in time and fix that score. And I'm waiting for Simon Cardi to do the right thing and re-review Predator Hunting Grounds because he gave that one a bum's deal too. You know, and I don't want it. Fair. Want it. Uh, right now, here's the competition for 2018: a great year in gaming. God of War, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Spider Man, Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption Two, Far Cry Five, Black Ops Four, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Detroit Become Human, Celeste. Tetris Effect, Astrobot, Beat Saber, Moss, Firewall, Zero Hour. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, man. I don't mean to ruin uh, what's the best year for gaming. It was 2018. You should still go watch the games cast and see me get downvoted and outvoted on it, but it was 2018. Did you just hear that list of fucking games? I, I didn't realize you loved uh, Far Cry 5 that much. Oh my god, it was such a, a cool thing of taking on America and not being able to travel four fucking feet without something attacking you in that game. God, <laughs> I hate, I hated that that aspect of it. That's like actually the thing that made me drop off because I just wanted to, I, I, like, I oh, just wanted to do my there. thing. No problem. You start going to fucking these Yahoo. Yeah, then you see, you see like oh, five god. pickup trucks and it's like, yo, where did you even come from? <laughs> god. <laughs> 
this is this so i mean this one is, isn't too difficult for me but no, it's not it hard. did kind of it did it did kind of pain me to not choose a couple of these like the answer is god of war the answer is god of war there we go but i i really wanted to like go with spider-man or astrobot mainly spider-man though because spider-man for me is a game that is that that hit all the right notes for me totally. right like that's a game that that if you if you want to talk about like a game i was looking forward to and a game that delivered like spider-man did that more so than any any other game that year right like god of war i wasn't god of war i wasn't looking forward to as much as spider-man because okay. just because I just because Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, Spider-Man Two on PS2 is one of my favorite games. I was right. looking forward to the re- revival of that. Like everything going into Spider-Man Two, I was I was ready for and I was hyped for. Um, and for Spider-Man or not Spider-Man Two, the Spider-Man uh, 2018 when Spider-Man finally came out and we finally got to play it, like they they made the best Spider-Man game they possibly could. Like they they yeah. they, they they hit it on all aspects, like the swinging, the combat, everything. everything every portion of that game worked the way it should. Like I have, a, I have very few complaints that uh, with that game. Uh, and those complaints really are the thing, the things that kind of hold me back from saying that this game, this game can touch God of war, like act, not act three, I guess the end of act two, maybe going into act three in Spider-Man wasn't necessarily my jam. Um, but that's like about it. Like everything else in Spider-Man was pretty pristine. Um, but yeah, God of War. We talked about it all uh, earlier in the episode. Like, I know, right? It's actually timely that it actually uh, came in this way, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, such an incredible game. Like, if you want to talk about, especially if you want to talk about PlayStation uh, and what has characterized PlayStation over the last generation, what we keep talking about, what we've especially been talking about over the last two episodes of the, the third-person action-adventure narrative game, uh, God of War, like, is that? But like. It does it better than any of the of the other PlayStation exclusives. Like even even as I was talking about it with Last of Us and how now that I'm replaying Last of Us, like I'm thinking about God of War and, and I'm thinking about like, oh yeah, God of War did kind of take it to the next level. Uh, if you want to talk about presentation, you want to talk about re- reinventing a character and reinvent, re- reinventing a world. Um, you know, God of War took that, knocked it out of the park. You want to talk about a narrative that feels personal and, and that feels, um, uh, it it delivers by the time everything's said and done you know by the time you get to to get to the ending you feel like everything's wrapped up in a way that uh you feel satisfaction with it right like god of war did that on all accounts and that's the thing is i think you know 2018 was such an awesome year and there's so many games to make an argument for right like i think you can make the argument for spider-man i think you can make the argument for monster Hunter world you know i didn't appreciate red dead redemption 2 like so many did but i could make the argument for it like it's a work of art right it's it's something special uh and the list goes on like that especially when we look at like you know uh, vr stuff astrobot right beat saber like these are fucking incredible games in an incredible year but there's a reason god of war is my favorite game of all time and i think it's you know because it's hands down the best of that year, let alone, I think, of what I've played. And, you know, glancing back like we did earlier in the show to watch some of the cutscenes and see how good they look and the framing of it, to have those memories attached to it of going and getting the blades, you know, uh, going through and experiencing that story for the ending in general, right? And the revelations made there or going back to your house yeah. after you beat the game. Like, it's a game that is relentless, you know what I mean? Like, that just, it's a game that keeps on going and it's pacing, but it never felt overwhelming it never felt like it was too much i felt like it you know it's similar when i talk about um uh 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 back to the future the movie and in review where i'm like not a line of dialogues wasted in that i don't feel like there's a moment of gameplay wasted in god of war or in cutscenes for that matter like none of yeah. you it doesn't waste your time it's jam-packed it's filled to the brim with awesome action awesome side missions awesome narrative awesome uh like just having the head talk to you as you go in the stories it sells like 
God of War is a different class of video. Yeah. And and the game doesn't ever get too greedy in terms of trying to do too much, right? Like it never introduces a character that doesn't matter to the story. Like you feel like every single character in God of War matters to some extent. And you get character development with like with I mean with Kratos, with Atreus, with uh I, I don't want to name every single character because I don't want to like sp- spoil spoil things. Even though I guess we've spoiled God of War already in this episode. Uh but yeah, like the the shopkeepers, right? Like uh Brock and Sindri. There there's all the characters they introduce, they do such a good job of by the t- by the end of the game, all those characters have turned into a different character. Like all those characters uh, have had development. Yeah. Blessing. What what is the name of uh, Kratos' son? Atreus. 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 Yeah. Whatever. I'm not. I know. We're, we're it's like, just it's just interesting because the they say his name. I so I pronounce things like. I don't know, man. I, I think it's a thing where... Bro, we I, all do. I eat sandwiches, I, you know what I mean? I, like, I see the words when I say them. And so like I'm not even thinking about like the way I've heard them. I'm thinking about the way that like it's spelled as I, as I say it. Atreus. Say it one more time. Atreus. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob we ask you to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can, of course, ask us questions, support the show, get the post show we're about to do after all this. But more importantly for right now, you can submit your PSN profile for our perusal. Today, Nick from SoCal did and says, Welp, having just earned my 10,000th trophy, seems like a perfect time to submit my PSN because after this month, I'm dodging not just t spoilers, but reviews and impressions as well. Thanks for the years of background noise for all the Powagi slash Pit Cross games. And until who knows when, it's been my pleasure to have been served. I appreciate that, Nick, just going off the grid to avoid all sorts of Last of Us stuff. Uh, of course, Nick's PSN name, I don't know why I say, of course, you wouldn't know that, is RareGamer45. Uh, you jump over here to PSN Profiles, and yes, RareGamer45 is a level 52 in trophies, currently celebrating 10,002 trophies. Get this, Bless. 200 in 84 platinums jesus that's nothing to shake a stick at you might say how uh much like a man after my own heart here rare gamer 45 does all the crappy trophies he's got music racer dragon fantasy volumes of wisteria then read two then read two on vita (laughs) suicide guys oh yeah scrolling scrolling through these games is a lot less impressive yeah, hey man, that's how you do it. If you're gonna put up that amount of number, if you're gonna if you're gonna have 284, you are gonna pad it out with Rush Rover, Rush Rover again. <laughs> There's Random Heroes Gold Edition, Random Heroes Gold Edition again. Uh yeah, he's doing it. Uh, just a phrase by Pawagi, just a phrase by Pawagi. Link a pix deluxe, link a pix deluxe. Like you were a trophy whore after my own heart. I'm very proud. Oh my god, I'm recognizing very few. Of I didn't even realize there were so many Pawagi games. Because he's got, he's got Linkapix, he's got just no, I'm sorry, he's got so he's got just a phrase by Poagi, and then he's got the second one of the same thing. And then he's got Word Maze by Poagi, Word Maze by Poagi. Then he's got uh, Tic Tac Letters by Poagi, Tic Tac Letters by Poagi. I see what you're up to here, and I like it. I like. Like it. I, I went from being impressed to being very unimpressed to now like I'm back at impressed back again, like going through these games because like the amount of games he's playing just for the trophies, like. I I couldn't imagine doing this. Like I couldn't imagine sitting down and being like, I'm gonna play Devious Devious Dungeon 2 twice so I can get these trophies. Along with uh, Awesome P and I and Me and Crossovers by Pogi. But I mean to it's, his credit again, he has the last of us platinum. You know what I mean? He's got care. the I see Uncharted 3 and I see Uncharted 2. Like it's not like he's just playing the crap ones. He's playing good games and then layering on the crap ones, which I respect. Lot God, how many fucking games did Powagi put out? <laughs> I didn't even realize there was this many. 
Good God. Word search. Word Sudoku. I will King say I, I listed a couple good ones, and now I'm struggling to find another good one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the vast right? majority yeah, of these games right. are like... I, I, don't re- I don't recognize the vast majority of these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. I appreciate that. Crash 2, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sound Shapes. Nice. Golden Abyss. That's not the shake stick at. You know what I mean? All right. You're a psychopath, Nick, from SoCal. But we appreciate what you did, and we look forward to seeing you when you feel safe to re- or listen to us talk about anything but The Last of Us again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Menpius. I love you. XO, XO, episode 21. Remember, each and every week, Blessing and I come together to give you your PlayStation podcast. If you like that, be part of it. Patreon.com slash Games. You get the show ad-free. Submit your questions. Submit your PSN name. You can also, of course, get the post show we're about to do. If you have no books to toss away, it's no big deal. YouTube.com slash Games, Roosterteeth.com. Podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday morning. Even when there's a holiday that's competing with our schedule, we'll make sure you get the podcast you so deserve. Blessing, any things to say before we go to the post show? Uh, uh, stay healthy. Wash your hands still. Don't stop. Thank Keep you. watching. Watch. Keep watching. That's a good one. That's a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.